0: Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen, to this very special 150th anniversary flight of a show, Plain Talking UK. I would like to introduce you first to our two very able and handsome pilots up on the show's flight deck, Captain Carlos and co-pilot and First Officer Matt Smith. Your cabin crew today will be myself, Barbara, Pasadena Bryan, Neville Bounds, Marcus Folter and your in-flight Head of Cabin Crew Services is the main man, Micah, looking lovely there in his steward's uniform. Any problems or questions, please take them to Micah, who is the font of all knowledge and wisdom. At some point during the show, there may be a little change of flight crew, where the controls may be passed to Pilot Pip of Plane Safety. Captain Al Evans or Captain Nick. Captain Carlos and First Officer Matt will keep us cruising at about 35,000 feet but when Pilot Pip, Captain Al or Captain Nick are invited to take control there will be a rapid ascent to show crews height of 40,000 feet plus where the overall view of the aviation world is even better. Captain Al and Pilot Pip will also provide you with the in-flight show's comedy entertainment. In the event of this special occasion we may need to divert to more exotic climbs and destinations to pick up our long-haul flight crew, Captain Jeff, Pilot Steph and Miami Rick. So finally, please listen to the following safety announcements. At this time of celebration, all your electronic devices must be turned on. According to the forecast today, we are expecting a smooth show with no turbulence in our internet connection, but should it get a little bumpy, we would ask that you remain calm and remain seated until First Officer Matt Smith has fixed all technical problems and given the all clear. We would remind you that smoking is not really good for your health, so please refrain at this time and get yourself a nice healthy snack instead and drink lots of water. In the event of an emergency craving for some celebratory beverages, such as a bottle of real ale, please feel free to stretch your legs, go to the fridge, or in Captain L's case, his red wine cellar. To start the flow of your alcoholic beverage, pour the bottle or glass towards you, place firmly over your open mouth and gulp normally. If you are sharing this podcast with someone sitting next to you, please ensure you drink the whole bottle first before helping others with theirs. If you wish to find out more information about Plain Talking UK, All information is located in front of you on the website. We strongly suggest you read it and please do not hesitate to email. All that leaves me to say is we wish you all an enjoyable flight of a show and congratulations, Carlos and Matt. Chocks away, old chaps!
1: And welcome to episode number 150 of the Plain Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the Kitchen Studio, as always, for this prestigious 150th show it is my co-host Matt Smith hello greetings and
2: salutations everyone it's uh, welcome to the madhouse uh, oh, yes 150 madhouse. And not bad really we're
1: only what 25 30 30 minutes, minutes late <laughs> yeah half an hour late something like that I don't know. what's the worst what's that the can worst?
2: happen absolutely but we
1: would have started on time the last two episodes we have absolutely so, so we're just yeah. making up for it
2: basically yeah, third you know, time, we like to have a run unlucky. about a 10 minute delay yeah absolutely yeah, exactly <laughs> So you've yes, joined
1: us then, hopefully you've all joined us uh, live this afternoon. It's uh, half past two on the 5th of February, and, uh, well, we are, well, we, we're all here. We There's lots indeed, of us yes. here. And, and the reason
2: why we're doing it on a Sunday, rather unusually, is because somebody, somebody sitting across from the kitchen table of me decided that they might go to Paris yes, um, yes, for a couple yes. of days. I mean, honestly, Good. I mean, just so very rude. I, mean, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I had
1: to go. I had to have a little two-day break. We, Did you say it yeah. was very nice. It yes, because nice. you haven't had
2: any holidays ever. No. no, no, no I mean, no, you no. feel very, very sorry it's for me. It's my
1: first holiday this year. It is it? Yeah. Right, I yeah. Know. You are aware that we're only what week week what 6 into 20? Mm. 17? No, yeah. Okay. Anyway. I've got to wait till April to the next hour. Have you? No. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, so welcome to everyone who's joined us in the chat room. There's loads and loads and loads of people in the chat room watching us uh, live and listening to us live today. Mm. Loads of names. Too many to mention. I'll be here all day mentioning yeah, all the names. Absolutely. But thank you for joining us and taking the time out of your Sunday. Uh, yeah. For some of you, it might be Sunday roast time. So uh, yeah. thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining all us. Or rugby time, actually, rugby if time if one, yeah. if one is to nitpick. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, that's it. But it's that's all right. It's only Wales. That's it's fine. It. Yeah.
2: It's, it's only Wales.
1: <laughs> I think that's probably what Captain Al's watching now,
2: isn't he? Uh, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see.
1: I'm yeah, going to Captain pester him Al's throughout well. the show. He's to going see if I, him, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So we've got loads of news stories to get through this week. Uh, we've also got a segment from Pilot Pit. Yep. And uh, But we have got a uh, special guest joining us actually in the kitchen studio this mm. week. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, he's someone I work with and he's someone who li- he listens to the show. Uh, whilst he's working.
2: Honestly, right. the, the lengths people will go to in that factory to <laughs> not have to listen to the machines is quite frankly... Uh, so
1: we are, we are going to welcome uh, onto the show, live here in the kitchen studio, yes. Jason Rowe.
2: Hello. Carl, uh, hello, Matt. How are you doing? Oh, Yo, living the dream. Living the dream, exactly. <laughs> living the dream every day. So, so now, now you, you, put, you and I have something similar. Although like, well, we listen to the show, and I'm dragged in every single week <laughs> yeah. to do something, it's that you, you're, you're an enthusiast, shall we say. So you're still sort of... Uh, you're learning. learning, learning, yeah, learning, learning. Yeah, He's yes, learning. definitely learning, yeah, absolutely. learned a lot
3: more since I started listening. <laughs> <by saying that. laughs> yeah.
2: Not from us, he said actually. The earlier the thing is like from the likes of Captain Jeff and and um, Pilot Pip and all that kind of thing, and occasionally um, you know where to get good late night snacks from Captain Al, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so,
1: uh, so how are things with you, Jason? Are you, you, uh, you, well,
2: yeah, very good,
3: very yeah. good. Busy day today, playing football this morning, so oh, okay. <laughs> running around.
1: Don't,
2: don't mention that word, he falls asleep. It's chill-out chill time <laughs> now, it's chill-out time. You mention the Jason. word football yeah. or any sport-related thing, he just slips into a
1: coma. But uh, So yeah. how, how are you finding the show? Are you enjoying the show?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. But when, I feel this, when I first started trying to keep up with everyone's name and who is who and what everyone does is it was a bit... Uh, Bit, a bit crazy. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, once you get used to it, yeah, yeah, no, Good. yeah no, I'll never get out. used to it. I've only no. been,
2: I've been involved in. i I'm, I must be approaching a hundred shows now. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. Yeah, wow, you wow. I've been way. involved in hundred. Anyway, so uh, we
1: have got some other guests joining us via Skype. Now, as if the Christmas extravaganza wasn't enough for Matt, he said he'd, he'd love to do it all over again. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. So uh, <laughs> we haven't got seven Skype <laughs> no, calls no, this, no. We've uh, this time. So we've gone for five this time. So, no so first. First off, we're going to welcome uh, onto the show our main man, Micah.
5: Merry Christmas! It is so great to be. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait, wait! um. Christmas?
6: He's been there all the time.
5: (laughs) Happy sesquicentennial, you guys! So what? This is an amazing time. (laughs) Sesquicentennial! Wow, that's a very cool word. I like
1: episode. (laughs) You learn something new every day. You do. You literally learn something new every day. So how are things, are you, Micah?
5: things are absolutely wonderful i've got to say that it's it's been a lot of fun up here and last night in fact i had a meet up with uh, captain richard bell who as we speak is only about a mile and a half down the road from me oh, no way. and uh, we had a wonderful time and learned a whole lot about uh, about him and about his flying career and about wings over pittsburgh and i think Ooh. that captain jeff will be able to share that with us on the next apg
1: Ooh, awesome can't wait so next to uh, next to micah there we have got another listener of this show and uh welcome on to the show philip davis
7: hi how are you philip hello yeah fine thank you very much uh yeah congratulations on the 150 thank been you with, thank all you all the way been with you for all 150 episodes <laughs> so, <me>. Blimey. wow
4: <laughs>
7: so so whereabouts in the in the world are you philip yeah, I'm in Torquay in the UK, in South Devon, so... Uh, oh, very nice part of the town. Very nice part. part of the country. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Although it's not today. <laughs> so next uh, on the list there, at the bottom right-hand side of the screen there, he's one of our regular contributors to the show yes. and one of our regular listeners and also uh, someone who's organising some awesome meetups very soon. Yeah, yeah. So welcome onto the show, Sjoerd Hi, guys. And how are you? It's, um yeah, I'm fine. Um,
8: yeah, it's uh, it's a nice day. It's uh, I'm very happy to uh, to join you guys on your
1: 150th episode. And I'd like to say well done, well done. Thank you, thank you. And um, we're all looking forward to uh, to hearing and seeing what happens at the meetup that I, you have soon. Here. I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to interrupt there very quickly. Uh, Shurt, I have to ask the question. That microphone
2: that you're sat in front of looks absolutely incredible. Where did you get <laughs> that from? That's
4: amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, it's the same like uh, Nev uses.
5: Uh, I um, might have known Nevtech could have been involved somewhere me, along the line. He <laughs> yeah. gave
8: me some advice, and he said, "Well, you have to get this one and um, um, a simple, uh, nice and small uh, amplifier, and that's uh, yeah." I just copied uh, Nev. Uh, <laughs> that's stuff. fair enough. Of all,
2: uh, if you're going to do any copying, then, then the ca- you know, Nevtech is the way forward. That's the one you He's have to. He's got a bigger you know. windsock yep. than yep. we have. I know oh, sure. absolutely. As yeah. I say, all our guests have got far better microphones than we we we'll ever
4: have. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs>
1: So, moving across to our next guest, then joining us via Skype and uh, from from well, all the way across the uh, across the pond, as such. Yeah. Welcome onto the show, Dave Abbey.
6: Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon. Uh, <laughs> pleasure to be here. I, I was uh, channeling my inner Stephanie with my hello, hello. <laughs> and how this is, is how are uh, things fantastic. For you? Thank you for uh, having this group Skype, and congratulations on one hundred and fifty.
1: Thank you, David. Thanks for thanks for being a loyal listener. It's uh, been good to have you on board. So joining us again, uh, another guest via Skype, and uh, it is the world-famous and the world-renowned... No, 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 world no, no, renowned. no, no
2: you're, you're wrong there. It's not world-famous. It's infamous. It, oh, sorry. Yeah. In,
1: infamous <laughs> uh, man about town. It's Captain Al.
9: Uh, very good afternoon, a very good morning, and very good evening to you, wherever you happen to be. I'm sorry I'm a little late. I had to... Uh, Hot foot from the cinema, having just seen the
2: latest Batman movie. <gasps> oh, is this the Lego one? The Lego. It's the Lego. One. Oh, I need a full review of that later. I'm trying to work out if there's some legal way that I can steal some children in order for me to go and look, go and watch it and not look like somebody who should be on a register.
9: Uh, well but, it's interesting you say that there were quite a number of people who did look as if they should be on a register a splendid, good, that. Right. So, <laughs> uh, it seems to be the
2: the norm okay good right i'll, I'll feel right at home then anyway yes, yeah, sorry i'll interrupt slightly carry on carlos i'm so and, sorry uh, <laughs> and
1: uh and uh and uh our, our, our next uh, yeah. very prestigious guest we have a bit of royalty on the show this week <laughs> And uh, he's a guy you'll all know. I mean, I don't really need to in, you know, no, introduce okay, him, really, yeah, but, but I will anyway. It's the amazing Captain Jeff. Hey,
10: hey, hey! I'm so chuffed to be here on your very first show. This is awesome, <laughs> <laughs> right? This is really your know first got show, the hang right? Of it now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we we really haven't. <laughs> Congratulations on 150. That's a huge milestone. Yeah. I'm glad I could be here yeah. to celebrate.
4: Oh, yeah. This, this coming <laughs> comes from <laughs> hell. Yeah.
2: Oh, no. What's he got there? looks like the devil uh, apologies ladies and gentlemen if you are watching on YouTube <laughs> anything could happen in the next however long this goes on for and uh, I, I'm also uh, something I should just add which we have a real treat coming up for everyone in a moment because our podcast wouldn't be the same unless somebody was returning with their shopping so uh, we're, yes. about be, uh, we're about to be we're about to be introducing your wife is she coming out you remember Gemma oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> that one I've, I've just to... spent the last two days well yeah. crazy yeah. oh dear honestly anyway right um, we, we we should. Um, we should
1: probably do some aviation. I think related think we issues, should do. Yeah, I think yeah. we should do. So we're gonna start the show. Then our oh, and...
5: it's, Wait a oh, minute. Is, oh, this is an aviation-related podcast. Yeah, I know. Oh, apparently. <laughs> oh,
9: jeez. Uh, yeah, it would appear to be strange. I uh, have been joined by someone else, also, as you can possibly see. Oh. The uh, the aviation Grim Reaper, the, the zombie <laughs> apocalypse has joined us. Here we go. Uh, he,
1: he can obviously sense uh, some Airbus aircraft coming. I oh, stop it.
4: Anyway.
9: No 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 he's come to chop up the last of the Boeings that
2: are yeah. left. Oh. <laughs> oh, <dear. clears throat> anyway uh, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news ladies and gentlemen but as I say despite popular rumours it is actually an aviation related show oh, and I do feel obliged that maybe <laughs> we should do something to do with you know aircraft in general so um if um, if
1: everybody is ready ladies and gentlemen then I think uh, So, uh, we're going to start (laughs) the show off then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if we're all ready.
3: Yes. Oh, yes, ready? ready. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's go. Also kicking off this week's first news story on the CH Aviation uh, website and uh, the headline is Finnair, sorry that's the wife just coming home, (laughs) Finnair ends A340 operations. Uh, This is good news obviously for uh, fans of Boeing. Uh, like uh, Captain Al and Captain Nick. Uh, so Finnair <laughs> has confirmed. <laughs> Finair has confirmed the end of regular A340 operations. The Finnish carrier said via social media its last remaining A340-300s uh, conducted its last scheduled commercial flight, AY74 uh, Tokyo Narita to Helsinki Venata on Tuesday, the 31st of January. According to the Ch Aviation database, Finnair has operated seven. Uh, of the A340-300s over the past 11 years, of which three are destined to be scrapped. Oh, that's a shame. And four, including uh, Oscar Hotel, Lima, Quebec, Echo, are destined for start-up uh, airline Air Belgium. Uh, Finnair is replacing the A340s with 19 A350-900s, all of which will be delivered by the end of 2023. 20, uh, uh, seven have thus far been delivered. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it al all these all these poor A340s and stuff all being retired, but uh, there we go.
9: Yes, but they're being you know replaced by new super airbuses, which are just going to be totally awesome and uh, <laughs> uh, very much rub the nose of the
2: of the Boeings into the dust <laughs> right, okay, good well that's that's
1: that's friendly as always we uh, haven't we haven't got uh, what we really should have got uh, Miami Rick on the show to give a balance yeah
2: i think to be fair to be fair if captain captain jeff can't get him on his own show of which he's very much a (laughs) a valued member of i think i think the rest of the world stands absolutely no chance we miss rick we miss rick we
1: miss you rick so moving on to the next story. Oh this is for you, Matt. This is one. it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've got a slight problem with that. You haven't got the stories <laughs> I loaded got up. The sto- no, I have, but they're not. They're all out of order for some reason. I don't know what
1: happened. What? No, what? We, which one do I want? It's a travel and leisure site. Okay,
2: right. Yes, I can do that. Yes, here we go then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this this would be the dog or friendly travel one. and leisure for or leisure our, for our <laughs> American <Stopping> chance. <children>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, chums is the appropriate word, actually, because this is this is. I uh, say, so travel and leisure is the website, and uh, the headline is: "This dog-friendly airline is an animal lover's dream come true." Is that the right story? Yeah. Good, excellent. Yes. What a result! Um, and there's a very. Uh, I'm Sorry, I'm going to have to put this up because the the inner child in me cannot resist. There's a very cute. Well, uh, oh, well, I I know, know. Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, yes, I'll read on. It is. Uh, Uh, Here's hoping Fido can be a good boy until landing and that is a good point. There's only one thing that could make checking into a new destination off your bucket list even more exciting and that's doing it with your best friend by your side. But what if your best friend just so happens to have four legs? Well, then we hope your list includes Japan. Japan Airlines uh, launched its first Wanwan jet. I'm, I'm struggling not to sound... Yeah, uh, charter service on Friday <laughs> flying a plane full of happy dog owners and their pups from Narri is it Narita? Narita, F- yeah. Narita Airport near Tokyo to somewhere that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce but it's basically 860 miles south. Um, anybody going to have a crack at um, Kagoshima. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, very well good. Well done, Jason. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that's it. I'm officially retiring. <laughs> um, <laughs> the two-hour domestic flights as part of a pet-centric travel package, which includes a dog-friendly hotel stay, meals, and sightseeing by rental car, all for around about $1,300. Uh, the first trip sold out within an hour of being announced in December. That's wow. crazy. Filled with 60 people and 30 dogs, the small plane's main cabin looked like a miniature Westminster a dog show in the air. Unsurprisingly, many of the tail-wagging passengers dressed up for the occasions. Oh, I do have a thing about dressing up one's pets. Uh, but uh, yeah, air travel with pets will lead to the opening of new markets for domestic flights, an airline official told The Mail Online. that The next fur-filled departure is yet to be announced. In the meantime, pet restrictions for regular flights can be found on a link that... Um, uh, yeah, so, so well, because you're not allowed to take pets with you. Are you on the whole? I mean, you, they no, have to they go have, in the whole, don't they? No, they. Uh, Can you imagine poppycat on an aeroplane?
1: <laughs> well, actually, I was, I was just looking at all the pictures on this story for this particular story. Mm. Yeah, I'll pop them up now to stop reading. They them. all they all show kind of small dogs, you know, like yeah, terriers yeah. and and so kind on. of small. There's no like Alsatians or golden retrievers or labradors running around this aircraft. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's kind of is it a you know restricted to small dogs only or um...
2: I, I mean I, I can't imagine you sticking a Newfoundland on, on an
1: aircraft, <laughs> aircraft and it Or being Can you imagine Captain by. Nick's dogs on this aircraft? Oh, yeah, wow! They, they're they're,
5: they're, they're full dogs. of energy. They are <laughs> full of energy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm just glad it wasn't uh, Korean Airlines because you know it could have been just for uh, you know having some fresh tasty treats <laughs> oh, on board. You can't say oh, things like Nika. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow! Um,
9: so I'm going to uh, ha- actually find that's probably not going to happen because um, there are strict rules about having barbecues on board. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, okay, good.
1: Yeah, what, there's what
9: is no barbecuing allowed
1: over in the states, Jeff. It, what is the? Uh, I think I always forget the name of this. The um, the pets you're allowed to take them on board the aircraft. It's the is it the emotional support? Yeah,
10: uh, that's a big problem over here. Um, Everybody's calling their pet an emotional support animal. And uh, it it goes anything from uh, cats and dogs to, what, turkeys and... all kinds of strange the snakes (laughs) yeah
6: well i was going
9: to say in the state of florida uh, with with the with the alligator being a protected species um is it acceptable to bring your sort of you know support alligator (laughs) with you on board
4: absolutely (laughs) it's in the
5: state of florida as well as the uh, the state of confusion they're allowed (laughs) but but seriously i mean has anyone ever you know attempted to turn up
9: with some sort of support animal that just really isn't going to oh, be Scorpion. appropriate but on the grounds <laughs> of you know human rights and <laughs> you know various laws that uh, the americans have brought in that you know you, you just have to as an airline accept that someone's going to bring you
2: know something a, ridiculous you know
9: duck-billed platypus or a, a saber-toothed tiger
2: or a, <laughs> you know tyrannosaurus rex <laughs> yeah let's bring a
1: tiger on board what, what could the
2: what could possibly go wrong there
1: what have, have you actually had any uh, emotional support pets on your uh, Mad Dog with Acme, uh, Jeff? Oh, yeah.
10: Uh, we have them all the time. Mostly just dogs, but uh, I'd say 99% no of no them are probably... way to talk about leave.
9: the Acme cabin crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: dear.
1: Uh, that deserves... Uh, <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts from the uh, from the skype uh, skype guests of your of, of uh, pets on planes <laughs> no
8: i've never seen uh, pets on planes and i'm, uh, I'm glad i haven't
7: no. Yeah, no, I I've never experienced any either. I don't think I fancy some of them either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, careful,
2: careful.
4: Actually,
1: talking about Royal Jet, I went past their offices yesterday. Did yeah, you? Yes, yes, oh, you have you been sunning it at up in Luton, Luton, of, Luton. Luton,
4: of yeah, course? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: <laughs> moving on uh, to our next story. It's, uh, it's a story we covered earlier on last year, actually. It's mm. one of these, uh, one of these um, sort of uh, air, airship, which we call oh, yes, them. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The yeah. Airlander 10. This mm. is on the BBC.co.uk's website. Uh, the headline: Airlander 10, longest aircraft tested after crash repairs. Now, if you remember uh, last year, this uh, this met uh, with a with a kind of a little issue with uh, landing. Um, yeah, we so had the I'll, video. i will pop actually. the photo up. It's no, nice, just, it's yeah. not a nice photo. No, it's not a nice photo. It's just like nose down. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There we are. Isn't that lovely? There we go. Yeah. So
1: it's uh, it's hoped that the world's longest aircraft, the 25 million pound Airlander 10, will return to the skies this year after crash landing in August in 2016.
2: It looks like it's been snagged on the barbed wire. <laughs> I know. A float, float, accidentally flew a bit low. <laughs> so the
1: 302 feet, 92 meters long aircraft which is part plane and part airship was damaged during a flight uh, from Cardigan Airfield in Bedfordshire. The flight deck is now back in place after major repairs and testing has begun inside a hangar at the airfield engineers will be able to restart their flight test program uh, later on this year the developer hybrid air vehicles HAV claims the aircraft could be used for a variety of functions such as surveillance communications delivering aid and even passenger travel it says it will be able to stay airborne for about five days during the manned flights the aircraft's cockpit was badly damaged when it nose dived at the end of its second test flight on the 24th of august last year In a statement, a spokesman for HAV said the repairs have gone well. Uh, He added that the mission module build team had uh, been turning their attention to the large number of tasks that will be required before hangar exit and recommencing the flight test programme. With the equipment installed, power on was achieved and uh, on-aircraft testing has begun. Uh, The company hopes to be building 10 airlanders by the uh, year 2021. Wow, it's just a few facts on it here. It's got a a maximum speed of 80 knots. I'll just be be able to keep up with that with the Cessna (laughs) 150 then. Uh, uh, Altitude, it can reach an altitude of 20,000 feet. Um, It weighs, it comes in at just on 20,000 kilograms or 44,100 pounds. Uh, As we said, it can stay airborne for five days. And uh, it can carry a total payload of 10,000 kilos, which is around about 22,000 pounds in weight. But uh, an interesting looking ship. I remember they named this the Flying um, Rear End. I think it was <laughs> something along the lines of that name. I went... got
9: rear ended once, but we'll not go into that. <sighs> oh, <you see? laughs>
1: so I don't. I think I'd rather. St- Personally, I'd rather stick to fixed wing aircraft if I'm going to be a passenger, rather than an airship. I just don't. I've got not got a lot of love for airships. I will say. Oh.
2: Well, I mean they're not helium based anymore. They're not oh, no, as no, no, dangerous no, no. as they used to be. No, no. <laughs>
5: no. Oh no, they 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 are helium based. They're no longer hydrogen based, but oh. actually if it's if it was a passenger aircraft and it was set up the way the Hindenburg was helium based of course, it would be a marvellous, luxurious cruise, like mm. taking a, uh, an ocean cruise as a boat, but it would be an air cruise, and thank God it can stay up five days, it might just take that long to get across the, get across the pond at, uh, at 80 knots, but, yeah. uh, but it really could be uh, based on the size, it could really be a marvellous, exciting
1: time. We could use one of these to take a trip over to the sea, sure, we'd probably make it across the, uh, across the North Sea, <laughs> over to Amsterdam. <laughs> You could be there yeah. in time for the meetup, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I just land at uh,
8: Lelystad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah now
8: well, idea. we can see you coming. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fancy G- going one plug, of these days? Nice plug. Are you a uh, lover of airships? Are you fancy going on this uh, fine looking beast?
3: Not when I see pictures like that. <laughs> no, I know. <don't. laughs>
1: The video was, was better last year, I must yeah. admit, the video of it uh, nose-diving into the ground was... was Once it's quite been cool. uh,
3: used a few times and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once i have practised how yeah. it works, you yeah, yeah, might feel that. a little bit
2: more inclined yeah. uh, to sort of do something with it, but uh, yes. So, moving about. on, the next story. Uh, yes, okay. Uh, th- is, this, is this the Eva one? That's the one, yeah. yeah I can't okay. believe
1: this. Re- I cannot believe they're doing this anyway. Right,
2: okay. Yeah, so this is the uh, Focus Taiwan uh, website. You really do find some famous sites, don't you? replace Hello Kitty theme on the aircraft. So, um... Now, is it Ty- Ty- tai- tai- Taipei? Taipei? I want to say TP, but no, that's a Taipei. tent, isn't it? Yeah, Taipei. Uh, this is on the 4th of February Airways. So is, is one of the biggest international carriers in Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan, sorry, said Saturday that it will phase out the Hello Kitty theme on its aircraft in the first half of the year in favour of other popular animation characters. Yeah, yeah, Does that
1: mean that their deal has run out? Is that, is that <laughs> what it is? It's I like, don't know. I mean, their their aircraft are, are synonymous with having the Hello Kitty logos <laughs> and stuff on. So Obviously, they've, they've found something else to put on their aircraft. Well, yes, anyway. So the the run out
9: cats, son. The, the cat litter's all run out, so <laughs> they'll have to uh, oh, no. get rid of
2: it. Right, okay, yes. <clears throat> yes, uh, so anyway, the new characters will also be drawn uh, on, um, from Tokyo, uh, from Japan's Sanryo Co, which, is, which in 1974 created the cartoon kitten uh, Hello Kitty, the airline said. Uh, it said that the Hello Kitty theme was being changed to give its fleet a new fresh look in November. The carrier retired one of its seven hello Kitty uh, theme planes, the Hello Kitty Happy Music jet, and introduced uh, uh, the the uh, uh, good Tama? good Tama? Jet um the good timer character unveiled by uh, San Reno in 2013 is a grumpy egg that cracked too early on the wrong side of the shell and it looks uh, it looks lazy and always feels the way that exp- extensive is yeah i can't even read that i'm so sorry that is so badly written i can't, fin- I, can't I can't
1: really yep sorry <laughs> you can carry on if you like Market observers said them, uh, the, the, the Gudatama Guda Guda tama theme right. failed to okay. stir the same enthusiasm. The Hello Kitty, yeah. Uh, but Eva said it will continue to replace the Hello Kitty with other Sanrio characters, whatever Sanrio characters are, in the first half of the year. Over the period 2011 to 2015, Eva Air launched seven Hello Kitty themed aircraft in collaboration. Uh, uh, in addition to the Hello Kitty Happy Music Jet, they were Hello Kitty Magic Jet, Hello Kitty Apple Jet, Hello Kitty Global Jet, Hello Kitty Speed Puff Jet, mm-hmm. uh, Hello Kitty Hand in Hand Jet, like my kind of I know, <laughs> and Hello Kitty Shining Star Jet. Did we went round Hamleys and bought one? Did we buy a cat? Did we buy? A... Oh, oh look, a Hello the Kitty best Kitty part
5: of the show's here! Oh, <laughs> Mike, has,
1: Mike has started already, look. Yeah. The Hello Kitty logo is also printed on the toilet paper and pillows in the aircraft as well on these on these Eva. But it'd uh, be a shame to see those go. was Quite, quite. No, they've been popular for years. Well,
2: yeah, hmm. I, I'm sorry, it's a, but a sto- it, it's a non-story for me. As I think as it's I'm still concerned. not going to
1: be as good as the Kalula aircraft that have all the uh, stuff painted on the side saying, "Right here is where the captain sits, this is okay. the door and all that kind of stuff. But we uh, If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> so next story on the CNN Money uh, site and the headline, Norwegian Eye's uh, low-cost airline packed with Ryanair and EasyJet. Uh, Norwegian Air Shuttle wants to hammer out partnerships with ultra-low-cost carriers Ryanair and EasyJet that could lay the groundwork for an alliance to change the, uh, challenge the more established global carriers. Agreements said Norwegian CEO Bjorn Kios in an interview with CNN Money in Seattle would allow the cost, low-cost carriers to compete in the US, Europe and the Middle East and Asia for customers on a tight budget. me. Joss said uh, it uh, is his hope that to have the initial partnership formalised first with Ryanair before the end of 2017 to allow passengers to book connecting flights on both airlines. Uh, Then the passengers have access to huge networks, said Joss, uh, not only from Norwegian but from Ryanair so they can fly cheap not only from A to B but also from A to B to C to a variety of areas that we would never serve. Norwegian is also plotting a massive international expansion and has already has uh, already has an expansive net or extensive, uh, extensive network of destinations across its European network Joss uh, said Ryanair's heavy presence in Barcelona and Irish cities make it an ideal for flowing passengers to its growing fleet of long-haul airliners uh, negotiating an agreement with Ryanair is just the beginning said Kios. if we can do it with Ryanair we can cover lots of routes but we don't cover all the routes when we should definitely fly or like to do with EasyJet as well. Can you imagine if these all got together—EasyJet, Ryanair, and um, and Norwegian—that would be yeah, but, the, yeah, a but heck of a, it, it, surely
2: it's going to damage competition. I mean, that
1: no, should... I think it's I think it's good for competition. It'll it'll bring down the but prices But not if they're all working airlines. together.
4: Mm. Really? No, because
8: yeah, no, no, It's uh, be a serious
9: point, asked How how much do you think the prices of airfares can come down any more than they already are? Oh no! I mean, that... I saw. Just a, a couple of weeks ago, that uh, Ryanair were advertising uh, Birmingham to Lanzarote return fourteen pounds, one four pounds. No, that is quite um, cheap. Seriously, do you, really how cheap. how long do you think that can be sustained for?
1: No, I think it might it might it might get some of the bigger carriers to bring their prices down. Al, you know, BA and uh, Virgin and stuff. Do you, really? Do you think mm. so? Mm. Uh,
9: what about? Um, I mean, even even BA have entered into the into the sort of pricing battle at the moment uh, in their own fields, Um, you know, so is there a point where it just becomes unsustainable, Mm. Um, you know, we we can't realistically have uh, airfares of that nature for any great length of time before, you know, an airline has to take a tumble um, and then of course prices will go back up, is that necessarily what everyone wants? Well, well, Well,
5: isn't isn't that the way it, it normally goes i mean when i think about low-cost carriers here in the uh, in the u.s you know there was people express there was frontier under several different versions It is again back as a low-cost carrier there was uh, air florida that had its own problems but the prices go down there's a bunch of low-cost carriers they go under the prices go up more low-cost carriers come in they go under the prices go down you know and it goes back and forth isn't it sort of a a seesaw al
9: um, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's just that um, we have a, a kind of a, a situation at the moment where uh, prices are ultimately going to reach a point where nobody uh, is going to be able to sustain it in the long term. Uh, and then what we have is a difficulty in trying to balance that out. And yes, you are right in many respects. It is a, a fundamentally a survival of the fittest. Um, but what can often happen is that routes get developed between a city pair, um, that airline's then forced out of business and then those routes are no longer available. There are many airports in the UK that have a a sort of peak of interest and then it, it frizzles out and uh, I'm not entirely certain as to whether that's in everybody's best interest or not. It's just a, a you know, matter of discussion and see what, what people thought. I mean if you happen to live uh, near a, a major airport, then you're always going to be well served. But you know, I'm thinking, you know, for the likes of Norwich Airport, for example, um, it's very difficult to sustain any sort of growth in, in small regional airports um, when you know people are fighting it out at, at, for the lowest common denominator. I guess.
2: Uh, uh, Jeff, we we'll just throw that question out to you. I mean, you know, how, how do you feel about this sort of this idea? Well, I
10: I agree that uh, it it does kind of generate this cycle of uh, people cutting prices to the point where it's not sustainable, and uh, then airlines go out of business, as mentioned before. um, I don't know. I think it's a mess.
2: That's what I think. Yeah, Yeah, that's a fair point. Um,
7: Yeah, yeah, I think something's got to give, because uh, I can't see uh, EasyJet and Ryanair working together for starters. I think it's Norwegian just negotiating with each individual. And I see yesterday that SAS have entered the fray in registering an Irish company yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I don't be, know don't. whether they're going to try and compete against them or whether it may be just a tax dodge. Ooh,
10: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh steady.
7: Could <laughs>
5: possibly be. Could possibly be. And yeah. they
7: registered with in, uh, on the Irish register yesterday, so uh, don't know what's going to come of that. Whether they're going to enter the fray to compete with Norwegian for, you know, be being in the same area, I don't know. Mm, possibly.
9: It would be very interesting to see a, a low-cost airline alliance where all of the low-cost airlines got together. And that, that would be a, a formidable force. Um, I'm struggling to see how everyone would get around the table and remain civilized with each other in the initial stages. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be
5: interesting to see. And then sometimes, you know, low-cost carriers, no longer are low-cost carriers. Uh, Southwest, for example, started off as a low-cost carrier. Now they're just um, more or less a major like everybody else. Uh, mm-hmm. JetBlue is uh, very similar to that, too. Uh, started off as a low-cost carrier. No longer really low-cost. Great value, but uh, but no really uh, uh, no longer really a low-cost carrier. And, and, and that could change. Who knows where uh, EasyJet and and Ryanair are going to go. Mm-hmm. Could always be low service, but the costs might go up.
1: I know my flights to Pittsburgh in May. That at the moment I'm um, watching the prices and stuff, mm. and the, the the best prices at the moment for Pittsburgh are coming out with actually with Acme. Really? Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, I am surprised. Yeah, I, It is yeah, very very yeah, Acme. Mm. Um, they beat BA anyway by, mm. by at least two hundred pounds. So um, turn.
2: in 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 the Netherlands, we'll throw this out to Schiphol. I Schuert, mean, Schuert. Yeah. what's what's the um what's sort of like the uh, the uh, low cost equivalent, if you like, the you, your equivalent of Ryanair, for want of a better word.
8: Um, I think that has to be uh, Transavia or Transavia. Mm. It's um, I think they're uh, a daughter uh, company of uh, KLM Air France, and they position themselves as a as a low-cost uh, alternative. And uh, you see all the all the news headlines about uh, pilots and cabin crew not being very happy with uh, their uh, well their pay cuts. So it yeah. has to be uh, Transavia.
2: I mean, I suppose you know the, these low-cost airlines. They're having to they're having to make make cops cuts somewhere if you like to be able to offer these ridiculous prices i mean as you're saying like was it 14 pounds that the Al was saying earlier i mean there's no way that goes anywhere near to covering the cost of mm. actually getting that plane you know and including the staff wages and all that i mean that's a lot of paninis well got also you know
9: that's well <laughs> know. apart from all of that it's actually less than the cost of the uh you know airport departure tax yes you know which should go straight to the government so it's actually uh you know a loss-making flight for mm. for Ryanair without any shadow of doubt. Or yeah. Two flights, in fact.
4: Yeah.
2: Anyway, on to the next. There's
1: so many people in the chat. I can't keep up in the chat Can room. Can you? There's so oh, many yes, yes. In yes. Let's, like let's hear that, from the
2: that. chat room. Any comments in the chat room? <laughs> Nice, thanks. Sorry, that oh, was bless pretty. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, so <laughs> okay.
5: Masha did uh, make an excellent comment, uh, although I'm not familiar with it, but she What's said that, that uh, EasyJet is really no longer, uh, from her perspective, no longer considered uh, low cost, that they're the same price or more than than legacy carriers. Really? I, have you found
1: that? I mean, you just went to Paris, Carlos. Yeah, the flights we had to Paris were very cheap. Um, no, don't don't say that. The wife is just behind Oh, sorry. <laughs>
4: they, <laughs> they were, oh, hang on a minute. The flights were
1: expensive. <laughs> yeah, um, really really expensive. They, they, yeah, this,
4: this
2: so-called romantic... They they cost they cost me five
1: hundred pounds each way. Did um, they? They right, were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, because she'd yeah. kill you if that's how much it was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She'd, diamonds <laughs> yeah, she'd expect diamonds for that kind of money. Seriously. No, no The flights
1: were the flights were they were very they were, very good. They were to, re- uh, reasonable. They were very reasonable. We'll put it this. We'll we'll, 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 say, <laughs> we'll say we'll it like this. For if I would have flown from our local airport here. at in the uh, in Norwich, Norwich, yes, oh, okay. Norwich you international airport. You know, all right. Um, <laughs> if I'd have flown from from there and and had to make a connection, I think uh, in Amsterdam mm. to, to then go from there to Paris, I think it was. Yes. And it was it was double the price. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, it's, well, it's, it's,
1: I, I don't know, it's just,
2: I, we, I mean, I, think, I don't think we're ever going to quite get to the, I think mainly because our island is so small at the end of the day, <laughs> I mean, you think, like, like, I mean, the States is, like, people fly from one part, mainly because it's so ridiculously huge, isn't it? You, you, mm-hmm. you have to fly from one place, to the otherwise, you're, otherwise, even though their freeways are amazing, you, you know, it'll take you, um, what? Good 12 hours. I don't know how long. How long would it take? Somebody's clever out there. How long would it take you to drive the width of the country if you went from one end of of what this This is about three days? No, not this, yeah. No, yeah,
6: Yeah, it's quicker to fly. That's
1: what I tell everyone. Yeah, hire a Cessna 150, you get there a lot quicker. Yeah,
2: Yeah, you need that that really cheap pilot bit though. You know, yeah, that's (laughs) the only problem. Yeah, for sure.
5: It's going to be a a two day, uh, well, two six hour drives, two seven hour drives for me to get from here to Pittsburgh. Really?
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's a that's, wow, wow Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, I'm saying, like, it's, like, you know, this amazing model, but it's the only way, essentially, yeah. that you can go about business in the States, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, sort of, you know, it's a, it's a needs must. So, yeah. the next story
1: on the Denver... I they wouldn't
9: book a oh. cruise ship coast-to-coast coast in the United
1: States.
4: That would take a while. Ouch! You've got to love Al. way. Yeah.
1: So, so, the next story yeah. on the Denver Post site, and, uh, it's it's quite an appropriate story beans as we have got a personal trainer sitting next to me here, Jason. Hello. And uh, the headline: the first airport gym in the United States to be has uh, just opened. Uh, expect more in the next four years. Wow. Many travelers, not just ones on international flights, have shown an appetite for workouts before or after flights. Is uh, there
9: no respite for us non-gym people? Or is there is the any <laughs> place in the world that is now safe. <laughs> They've gone and put a gym in an airport. I cannot believe this.
1: So work out while waiting for your flight, that's an option, now an option at Baltimore Washington International Airport where the only gym at a US airport... Casinos, fast food restaurants, you know. (laughs) has has opened uh, this week with plans to open 20 more airports by 2020. It's the latest example of how fitness and health trends have started showing up at airports. Yoga rooms and walking tracks have opened at airports around North America over the past few years. And healthier food options are also easy to find in airports now. You can even get a kombucha to wash down a salad, whatever that oh, is. you know. Okay. Made with locally sourced produce. The Rome Fitness gym at uh, at Baltimore includes an attendant who monitors guests and in flights and will also alert them if there's a delay to their flight. There's even free luggage storage options for renting, uh, or you can rent out work, uh, workout clothes as well and shoes. And also have a nice shower as well at the end. Do you know? I was then going to say, Let's it's stop. like this
2: is all very well going to the gym and working out, but it's like you don't want smelly passengers getting on your your nice plane. <laughs> the concept was a well, bit initially... smellier than usual. <laughs> no. Oh, no, that, that's the problem with this no, concept. I'm you i you
9: Anybody who turns up for one of my <laughs> flights late. Blaming it on they were in the middle of a rep. They can just walk. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and did you
5: say that yoga rooms were new? I mean, I've been in airports and, you know, I've had frozen yoga many times oh, and there wasn't any ice cream see. available. So come uh, on, Jason,
1: look, you're the person trying to hear.
5: Yeah, exactly. Rimshot for that. In the you. studio. <laughs>
1: what, what, you know, do you think this is a good idea? And there's the airports?
9: tragedy, Micah, that there wasn't ice cream available. I <laughs> mean, this needs to be sorted out by your man Trump. I mean, there should be ice cream in every US airport.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Jason, yeah. New on. Here Good we luck. Go. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Carry on. Oh, uh, yeah.
9: don't think Al's going to
3: appreciate this, but I can't believe it's took this long with how many people do business and travel yeah. and yeah. people who are there the hasn't been this made already. Yeah. It, just for the health benefits as well of, if you're a businessman, you travel a lot and you've been right away for weeks, weeks, and then traveling here to there, to get a workout in even uh, half a
1: rep in the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. So take that, Captain Al. Yes. <laughs> so you'd, you'd be up for it, then, if you got to the, the airport. The only reps
9: uh, I'm interested hmm? in is a return visit
5: to the counter at McDonald's for a second round. <laughs> <laughs> That's
9: the only rep. any <laughs> note.
5: I say, Al, if there's going to be reps, there really needs to be a buffet, so it's just all you can eat and you can go over and over Absolutely, and over.
2: Uh, yeah. How about putting that in the gym?
3: What, a
5: buffet?
2: Yeah, Come beat the, 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 high yeah, of of the and smelly people. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I
3: don't really know the health benefits of after a say you've been on a long flight, 10-12 hours. How health benefits of after you've got off how that would help?
2: I good mean, way of stretching mm. out. I yeah, suppose.
9: Let's but, push that DVT around the body. Let's <laughs> see
1: what organ we can jam up first. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. So Jeff, is that, is that something interesting then, Jeff? Once you've uh, you know you've jumped uh, jumped off the old mad dog after. After a long three-hour flight.
10: Hey, well, if you know me, I'm Mr. Workout. And uh, just ask Steph. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I would just be there all the time. I wouldn't even go, go home. I'd just stay there. Workout, <laughs> fly. Workout, fly.
1: Oh, oh if Dr. Steph... Uh, is Dr. Steph in the chat She's in the chat room. She's very room, excited right? about oh, really? the prospect. Yeah, yeah no, Come she, and help she, me, Steph. Come and help yeah. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. and Steph would get on so well, Jason. You really yeah. would. Honestly. Oh dear. Anyway, moving on to the next story, Matt.
2: Uh, hang on, so I, I can imagine Jason would insist that we worked out before we went on our holiday. something
4: oh. saying in the chat
1: room there. Anyway, that's, so my,
3: that's my other half.
2: Oh, is
1: it? Oh, 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 oh,
3: oh.
2: oh. oh it, Let's yeah.
1: have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, oh
2: yes. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, good. Right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what's the next one? Hello. So, is it? What's this one? Is this the sky? The the um, the C R J English? Yeah, yeah, C R J. Okay. Righty ho. So, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm having a few technical problems with my laptop Uh, it is uh, english.cri.cn and the headline is sky lantern is stuck in an aircraft engine in beijing um in fact actually before i start reading the story i'm just going to pop if you're watching on youtube i'm going to pop the old picture up now, this is um, yeah, pretty pretty horrific, really. It's, it's uh, basically a lantern has uh, well, got Chinese lantern, yeah, absolutely one of these Chinese lanterns. So, a photo showing a sky lantern hanging on engine fans of an airliner at Beijing Airport was uploaded by Weibo. Probably
9: someone celebrating that they done six reps at the gym. Oh, really? Uh,
2: by the official coat of China's aviation maintenance. Uh, the tips for anyone here: just basically keep talking. Uh, (laughs) uh, Beijing, uh, Beijing airport has confirmed the incident saying that a crew discovered the lantern and the flight was delayed. Passengers were moved on uh, passengers were moved on time, and the plane was not damaged, reported uh, a certain website. Among the comments on Weibo, some said that the airliner came from the hometown. Yes, I know. I'm cop- I'm copying out with all the names and words I can't I can't re- can't read uh, from the House of Sky Lanterns. Um, a- another city and another province that I also can't pronounce. Uh, <laughs> Beijing news-, news has confirmed that there was a flight from another place I can't pronounce to another place that I can't pronounce on saturday uh <laughs> they completely lost track uh <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 basically uh the, the long and the story of it is that a, a a a chinese uh, lantern got uh, stuck in
1: uh the fans i'm gonna put the picture up so we, stop w- talking. so we haven't got to worry about we've not got to worry about drones anymore no, we've no, got no, to worry about, about chinese, chinese lanterns, lanterns. Yep. <laughs> although i will say the picture the picture that, that's on this on the website here i mean it looks just like looks like someone's thrown one in there yeah, you know, literally, it's got one sort of. Yeah. It is of shredded. Yeah, but it, it doesn't look very. I don't know. It's, staged? Yeah, it no. looks staged. Exactly, Ooh, Dave. Yeah, well word, done, yeah. Dave. Yeah. yeah, it does look a bit staged. Yeah, mm. I did think it when I looked at the story. But I mean, these are, I, I suppose, could be an issue for aircraft if they were sucked into an engine. I don't think well, they do the engine very well. I think the engine is, is, is definitely an issue, <laughs> isn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please we'll put that picture up on the uh, YouTube stream.
10: That's me working out. Yeah, ah, right,
4: okay. Righty-ho then. Uh, blimey, I,
1: I tell you. Uh, anyway, moving on to the back to story again. Anyway. Ah, um, so yes, yeah, not a very good thing to be having uh, flying into your engines whilst no, flying indeed. around. And indeed. these are quite wildly, uh, yeah, uh, widely used Anyway, around. We have them in this in the UK used quite a lot, these um, Sky Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the farmers get annoyed with these as well, um, as the cattle tend to eat them after they uh, descend <laughs> yeah. onto the ground. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
7: and not know. only the uh, material going into the fans, would it be a fire risk? Oh,
2: that's true,
1: yeah. yeah. Ask ask a pilot. There's got, there's two in here. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> is, is it like to are they like to be cause any kind of fire risk really? These.
9: Al. Well, they burn fairly quickly, wouldn't they? <laughs> to be honest, um, for most jet engines, um, things like that uh, largely go uh, down the the outside of uh, the core of the engine through the bypass duct, because most of the thrust out of a modern jet engine doesn't come from the hot bit in the middle. It comes from the fan pushing air through uh, the bulk of the engine, so uh, most things just go down down the bypass, really. So um, uh, it wouldn't necessarily get burnt there. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not good to hit those sort of things, to be honest. But no. um, I mean, I suppose in there's some all respect, sorts of rubbish that goes through engines. It,
2: it's probably better than hitting a bird or something like that, perhaps, because it is at least mm. only paper-based, therefore no, They un- have a metal lightly. frame,
1: don't they? they? Have a kind of thin metal frame. These oh, times do they? Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Maybe that's yeah. slightly less. I'm, I'm not overly familiar. Yeah, with I Latin. mean the,
9: the... Yeah, I mean, the, to be honest, um, like most of those sort of things, largely don't go down engines, which is why I am have a slight degree of suspicion joining the others in the, in the theory that this might be a little bit staged, that it just still happens to be there, uh, you know, when the engine shut down, and the mm. assuming that the photographer's not got 36,000-foot-long, you know, legs that they've taken the photograph <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not... Uh, um, I'm not 100% convinced that it's it's legit. Um, Possibly scaremongering. But, as yeah, but birds, birds yeah. going down the engine. That they, they sometimes leave a nasty smell and quite a nasty sort of splattering, and you have to pick feathers out at the end of the day. And, right.
2: Okay. Um, that sort of thing. But well, and of course we. Yeah, I, I, not great. May I may I refer everyone, of course, to Sully. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you birds. know, bird strikes, especially, are, are pretty horrific. Have you have? Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this. I'm, I'm very sorry to the other people on the old Skype call as well, but I'm going to throw this out to the pilots. Have you ever had anything sort of like bird strike wise that's um, given you any reason for? I mean, what what must it be like? I'll, I'll throw this uh, uh, to um, Captain Jeff, if I may first. Um, what is it like like with a, a, a bird strike or, or something like? that? Have you experienced anything like that?
10: Yeah, uh, small birds and uh, nothing that has really caused any damage at all. And occasionally, if you suck one into one of the engines, uh, it just kind of smells bad for a little while. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's it. Never had any kind of serious problems with uh, birds or bird strikes.
2: Any any damage sort of sustained to the fins on inspection afterwards? I mean, presumably you have to re- report a bird strike if... if yes. Um... Yeah, you have to
10: report them and they do an inspection. And uh, for all of my incidents, uh, never any damage. No.
3: Well, They're well, all small birds. Not too
10: good for the bird. African no. swallow, I think. <laughs>
1: <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> any any, anything your way, Al? Any, uh, any bird strikes at all with a Royal Jet?
9: Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, it's a fairly common occurrence that you know hitting birds um, it's always quite amusing to See if you can resist the temptation as they come towards the windscreen, not to duck. Right, yeah, it's yeah. Sort of a, a human instinct as you see coming something, towards you to duck. Yeah, um, and assuming that it's not too large, then it just needs a, a very nasty smear on the windshield if, yeah. if it <laughs> hits the windscreen. Yeah, um, yeah. If they go down the engine, sometimes they can uh, can leave a little bit of aroma. Yeah, um, nice. I have in the past hit a fox. What? What, in the air? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, Flying yeah. Fox. It, it, it,
2: <laughs> Flying yeah. foxes are they, are they right? Been out
9: clubbing and uh, taken one too many tablets and was uh, tripping its way through thirty thousand feet. No, no. <laughs> no it, uh, <laughs> it was running across the runway um oh and poor uh, thing. yeah it uh, it met with the nose wheel mm. and then it uh, by all accounts it bounced off the nose wheel N- nice. hit the fuse yeah. large right. and, and then went over <laughs> the wing so um, although I wouldn't I'm, particularly enjoy taking that into an engine i'll be honest
2: no no it didn't. Um, actually I'm, I'm with uh, I'm with al on, on that one i mean not quite uh, the same obviously i mean I, I it's a bus it's not an airbus um but when when you sort, if you hit if you get a bird strike if you're going down the main road uh, for example and i can do a whole nail biting 62 and a half Miles an hour on uh, dual carriageways in in my my lovely coach, um, and as you say, you still can't resist the urge to actually duck. You know, it's like this ducking will do absolutely no difference whatsoever, but it's it crashes into the windscreen.
1: Actually, just reading in no, the chat. No,
9: uh, I guess the uh, the thing when you're you're um, you know driving the coach is that you've got to re- resist the temptation to try to swerve around a yeah. dog or a cat mm. because the lesser of the, yeah. the the two risks is to just run over the thing it isn't is, it yeah
2: as awful as that is it's the one thing that we are taught actually is literally that is that uh you know, you do, you do not deviate from course, you know, unless there is a really good reason. You know, I mean, the only time I have ever swerved, to be honest, is if I've gone on, especially the country lanes around here, and you get a very large tree or branch that's, that's come down. Yeah. And that's the only time I will sort of yeah. swerve. But then, of course, on the country lanes and stuff, I mean, I'm lucky if I'm doing maybe 20 or 30 miles an hour, to be honest with you. Captain because Nick said, in the chat room. Oh, no. Apparently,
1: uh, <laughs> apparently someone called Walter hit 12 Canada geese and a phantom. Uh, and then he said that uh, someone called Binny took out three kangaroos with a hornet. Right.
2: Okay. What? What? Fly, flying kangaroos again? <laughs> that must be. I mean, wow, the wild, The wild are wildlife in Australia high. is very freaky, isn't it? <laughs> I was saying. But they, they,
9: they jump quite high, don't they? You know, they've got legs. <laughs> Not quite as good as Kylie's legs, but there you go. No. Oh dear. She's back on the market. Understand that?
2: Yes, I know. Yes, I saw. I that. I know. once said a. Uh,
10: I once hit a pterodactyl on uh, in my dinosaur jet.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that Play nice people, please. <laughs> yeah, real <rim> shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, so as we've been talking about bird strikes right. on engines, I thought the next story, oh. which is on the BBC.co.uk <clears throat> excuse me, site, uh, the headline, 80 birds of prey take flight on jet to Jeddah. There's a picture for this story. Matt, I'll put yes, that in. Yes, it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a photo of 80 birds of prey on board an airliner in the Middle East, which has gone viral after being posted on Reddit. Uh, Ahmet Yassar, the businessman who posted the image, told the BBC it was taken within the last four weeks by a friend who works as an airline captain. Mr Yasar said the Falcons were flying to Jeddah in Saudi Arabia for what is thought to be a hunting trip. The picture was taken on board an Airbus flying from an unknown origin to Saudi Arabia, said Yassar to the BBC. It's quite common for airlines in the Middle East to transport birds for hunting purposes. In this case, each falcon is estimated to be worth around $8,000 or £6,500, uh, the Turkey-based businessman said. The picture uh, which was posted which went viral, attracting an interest from all over the world, he said, and it's thought the birds were used to be used to hunt for geese. Mr Yazar said the airline captain who took the picture did not want to be named. Now you put the picture on the uh, on the screen there, Matt. Yes. A uh, good news, by the way,
2: ladies and gentlemen. I just had official notification that episode two five eight of APG has just been released on YouTube. J- literally just now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brilliant. There we go. A bit of free advertising, yeah, for Jeff yeah.
1: I'm sorry, you guys. I got to go listen to APG. Yeah, right, right. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. All right.
9: Fair.
6: Bye, guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I just realised that, that I that
9: some quite incredible multitasking from you, Jeff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to be able to render and uh, you know upload that whilst contributing.
4: I'm
2: doing another show.
4: Yeah, that
2: is that is some serious skill right yeah. there. I'm, I'm very very I'm yeah. I'm very impressed, Jeff. What can I say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we were talking earlier about having these um, emotional support pets on board an aircraft, but the picture on there was, uh, was quite extraordinary, these birds of prey sitting there. Yeah,
2: I, mean, I know people who are literally terrified of flying birds. I can't imagine what kind, you know, Look, you I, mean, I presume that the there. other people who were on that plane were
1: aware that there was going to be 80-odd birds of prey all sat there. I mean... And, um, the story says here the falcons were reported to be well behaved despite their scant attention to fastened seat signs. Right. Okay. Yes. yes.
5: Well, apparently the, uh, the 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 owner um, had a major altercation with that uh, airline and decided to uh, just give him the bird.
2: Oh no! Oh. Dear me! <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. oh.
3: <laughs> any
1: more? Any more? Before we move on? <laughs>
6: yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I do
1: notice though that none of them have got the uh, the IFE on. Uh, the what? in-flight entertainment right then no, 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 then they've no. all got
2: hoods on they can't see oh, oh yeah <laughs> good,
1: point, good point good point well
5: the, yeah. the airline doesn't offer the animal channel
7: was the problem <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh
1: god we're <laughs> doing the uh, emotional support animals a bit though
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah emotions or <laughs> <will> support falcon <laughs> yeah 80 of them as i say i just i genuinely hope that nobody in the aircraft there has got a fear of flying birds because they're going to be terribly out of luck on that flight i wonder what their males were like
5: i
4: don't know yeah. Hey, as long itself. as
5: no one had an emotional support budgie with them, I don't think it would be any problem. <laughs> oh. Right, okay, can we move on now, please? So, next story,
2: Matt, <laughs> uh, moving on. Okay, yes, the next story, this is, um, it's about EasyJet, is that correct? It yes. certainly is. So this is on the Manchester Evening News, and the, where, <laughs> the uh, headline is EasyJet Flight Forced to Return to Manchester Airport Following a Bird Strike. So we were talking about those just a moment <laughs> ago. Yeah. Uh, the birds
6: Steam yeah, going here. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: who'd have thought that? Stories actually correlating with each other. Uh, the the flight to Berlin oh really? Schoenfeld? Schoenfeld? Schoenfield
1: Schoenfeld. Sure there we go, go. Sure Thank, you. Thank you. Thank
2: sure. you. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, had just taken off from Manchester when a bird was sucked into the engine. So, an EasyJet flight was forced to return to Manchester after a bird was sucked into the engine. Flight EZY1897 departed from Manchester Airport for Berlin uh, at 10 past 7 on Thursday morning, but returned to the airport shortly afterwards due to a bird strike. F- fire, fire crew surrounded the flight as it landed as a precaution, but the aircraft landed safely with no problems. All air passengers were told to leave the flight and have been transferred to a replacement craft. A Spokesman for EasyJet said, for EasyJet said that EasyJet can confirm that flight EZY-1897 from Manchester to Berlin on the 2nd of February 2017 returned to Manchester airport due to a suspected bird strike. The, um aircraft landed normally and was met by emergency services on arrival in line with procedures as a precaution only. The uh, safety and welfare of our passengers and crew is EasyJet's highest priority. All passengers disembarked normally and have been transferred to replacement aircraft uh, to continue their journey to Berlin. Now we were talking about the uh, bird strikes earlier and that I mean it, where, when you've had these bird strikes I'll throw, throw these out to to both, uh, well we'll go with Jeff first, is the um, is the issue um do, do you have to w- w- when do you make the decision like no i've got to go to land at the nearest airport i mean how, do, if, if everything feels normal normal can you just carry on i mean
10: yes uh if you if you have vibration or you have any engine instruments that are indicating something abnormal or uh, if you're having a pressurization problem because of the strike or something like that then yes you'd uh you know land as soon as mm. you uh as soon as you can, or yeah. conditions permit, but uh, you basically make an assessment, and and uh, if it's uh, no no concerns, then uh, you continue on, you press on, and then when you arrive, you of course en route you communicate with your maintenance folks and let them know that you've had a bird strike, and then you fill out the paperwork, and they do an inspection upon arrival. But um, that's the way it works for me, anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, Jeff. Obviously, because you don't have the the, um, <clears throat> the option to dump fuel with the uh, the Mad Dog. I mean, do you have to just come in heavy? Um, obviously, because you can't dump fuel, or do you just circle around and dump fuel?
10: Again, it, it depends on how um, how critical it is to get it on the ground. If it's something that you need to get on the ground very quickly, then you just uh, you know assess the risk of an overweight landing and for my jet it's not a really big deal we just have to be sure that we reduce the rate of descent on upon touchdown uh, to a certain level and uh, that that sort of thing but uh, yeah you're right on the mad dog we don't have uh, fuel jettison capability and uh, if it was something that uh, required us to land at a uh, a shorter runway and uh, we had to get the weight down then we would just fly around and burn the fuel you know right. that
1: was necessary this, the Same with you, Al. On the uh, 320, 321, twenty-three twenty-one, you've not got the fuel dump capability on the aircraft either.
9: Um, no, it's not really a, a big deal. The aeroplane's <laughs> the quite happy landing. Overweight, very similar to to Jeff's sort of situation. Really, there's there's an overweight landing checklist in the quick reference handbook. Uh, it uh, points out a couple of things, like make sure that the runway is long enough, because obviously the heavier you are, the more runway length you're going to require. Um, And then it uh, just runs through a couple of operational things. Uh, For example, it uh, uh, suggests to you that you use the APU bleed air for running the air conditioning packs so that if you end up having to go around off your uh, overweight landing, uh, then you're able to get the maximum performance out of the engines without having to air condition the cabin at the same time and pressurize it. So you use the APU for that um and basically it just says uh to reduce the rate of descent exactly the same as jeff it, jeff rather uh the average uh, numbers are to less than 360 feet per minute if possible um and that is simply determining which avenue of the engineering uh, flowchart they go down if you uh, touch down overweight with a rate of descent of less than 360 feet per minute. It's a very simple inspection. If you touch down harder than that, then there's a more rigorous inspection. Mm. Um, But it's a really pretty much a a non-event and I wouldn't have any qualms about uh, taking off at maximum takeoff weight and then coming straight back to Mm. land uh, any sort of reasonable size runway. That wouldn't be a big deal.
1: Yeah, same here. So moving on to the next news story then, and this one is on the GulfNews.com site, and uh, it's uh, it's a brand new breaking story. This one it was actually came on the site. Was that was early on, yeah. early on today. Mm. Uh, the world's uh, new longest flight departs from the Gulf. Return flight will take 17 hours and 30 minutes, the longest in the world. Uh, The world's new longest journey, which will cross 10 time zones, is now on its way to New Zealand after departing from the Middle East uh, today, Sunday. Uh, Qatar Airways, or Qatar, or Qatar, Qatar, (laughs) Qatar, however you want to say it, Uh, their inaugural flight 920 started the first leg, a 16-hour and 20-minute non-stop trip to Auckland, New Zealand from Doha at 10 past 5, their time this morning. It will reach its destination at 7.30am tomorrow, Monday. Uh, and then travel back to the Middle East for another 17 hours and 30 minutes, the longest commercial flight in the world in terms of flying time, according to uh, Flight Rider 24 uh, The whole trip, with uh, which is being uh, done by a Boeing 777, yay, 200LR, will clock up a total distance of 29,066 kilometres. And, uh, or Qatar's Doha-Auckland route will surpass Emirates from Dubai as the longest route in the world by a combined 600 km Flight rad- uh, Radar 24, which tracks aircraft in real time, said. The Boeing aircraft is purpose-built for ultra-long journeys, offering 217 seats in the economy and 42 business-class seats, and will carry 116 tonnes of cargo per week. According to Auckland Airport, the new Doha Auckland service will contribute $198 million a year to the New Zealand economy. The new uh, Doha Auckland route was one of the new services announced by the airline in 2016 as part of its significant uh, network expansion, which also includes popular destinations like the Italian city of Pisa, as well as Helsinki in Finland, Marrakesh in Morocco, Windhoek, uh, Nambia and Seychelles, East Africa. Now that's one heck of a long flight, 17 hours, because we know that uh, Qantas are going to be doing the uh, Dreamliner mm. flight uh, next year, non-stop from the UK to to uh, Australia. Right. But uh, there's something we always chat about on the on the show about the length of flight time and stuff, for 17 hours, that's quite, I, I don't enjoy that. God, that's Did a you? long time. No. 17
3: hours is a long time. That is a long time. It's yeah, long and,
1: time. I, I know. But well, even if you're in business class, maybe not so long. Yeah, then. Business class <laughs> may be slightly nicer. Uh,
2: <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: It's actually while while we're talking about that, we, we obviously we've got lots of people in the, in, in our uh, our virtual chat room on the old Skype. There, gonna throw throw this out to a few people. Let let's start with Shut. What's the longest uh, flight that you've ever done, Shurt? Um
8: I guess it was a flight from Amsterdam to um, to San Francisco. Wow! And it was uh, nine hours. Um, we flew over uh, over Canada, and well, the, the return trip was uh, was quite great. We had a uh, a lot of tailwind, and uh, the crew was uh, was very happy that we arrived about one hour um, uh, before schedule. So wow. it was uh, it was a nice flight. Yeah. Absolutely. What airline was that? Sure? was that uh, one of the bigger airlines? It was uh, KLM. Okay, oh, KLM triple uh, seven. Oh, oh, good. Oh, okay.
2: And uh, David, yeah. we'll throw that to David next.
6: Oh yeah. Um... Last year, I had the pleasure of flying Acme from uh, L.A. to Sydney, Australia. So that was a 777-200. And uh, I think that was about 13 or 14 hours. And wow, I loved every bit of it. I was in, in economy, but there was plenty of room. And I enjoyed it, really, even though the flight is probably 99% over water. You just leave <laughs> L.A., you're over the ocean. yeah, And you just drive into Sydney, just getting you know, finishing going over the ocean. But uh loved every bit of it.
1: And you know, good um, and good beers on Acme as well, I will say. Good yeah, beers, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah. So Philip.
7: It's great. Um yeah, my longest flight, uh Gatwick to Sanford, Florida. Um should have been a seven five seven. Um we took off Flew around in circles for an hour and came back on an emergency landing on the first attempt. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like a great start. The four L says anything. We we, we took off the following day then. Uh, We had a jumbo as a replacement, so we went on 747. So we ended up with about five seats each.
2: Lovely, lovely,
7: yeah. <laughs> comfy. <laughs> and then I had the, then I had the 757 back again two weeks later. So uh, well, that was 11 years ago. So that was my longest flight. It was about nine and a half hours. So. Wow. Okay. Now, Micah.
2: Oh, I, oh, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, Micah. Come on.
5: Oh, just over to the UK. I, I really wow. have not traveled as, as much as I would like uh, overseas. But, yeah, just, you know, what is it, a five-hour trip, six-hour trip, and always very comfortable. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking that I think is really important, Carlos, that you need to do? What's that? You need to write, email the PR department of Qatar Airlines <laughs> to have them on to maybe talk about this flight and also say that you were always always—they're a subject of, of discussion on PTUK and to have them on to find out once and
2: for all what we call them.
1: That's a good. That's a good
4: idea. Actually,
2: yeah, we ought to do that. Yeah, I'll leave that in your more than capable hands. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm frightened to ask the our, our next guest. I'm very frightened to throw this to the given what you said a minute ago or what was said a minute ago, Captain <laughs> Al. What's the longest flight you've ever been on? Um, I don't know why you're scared of what I might say. <laughs> no, no it's, do it's I don't. It's more have because a reputation the reputation for being con... Only when it comes to Boeing, you're usually just yeah. highly controversial, but. <laughs>
4: i bet
1: his longest flight was on a Boeing.
4: Uh,
9: no, no, no. My my uh, longest flight... Oh, that'll be the phone now. Oh, right. All <laughs> You're kidding. Oh, that'll, be, that'll Hello. be my lawyer. That'll be my lawyer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to come back to me later.
1: Okay, we'll... Go- Come back to oh, okay you. all right then. yeah all right so so okay I
9: can't remember exactly how long it was. It was um, Rio uh, uh, de Janeiro to London Gatwick um, on an empty aircraft. Uh, we brought it back. Uh, it was supposed to uh, make a fuel stop somewhere or other but um, we, we filled it up and uh, decided that we'd just see how it went out and it panned out great and we uh, we just did it non-stop. Wow. Al's probably had the shortest one as well, I not you? 19 minutes the other day? Uh, I've done I've done shorter than that, actually. I've done uh, positioning fr- flight from uh, Liverpool to Manchester. Ooh, steady. And <laughs> that was uh, getting airborne off 9 at Liverpool for a 0-5 left arrival into Manchester, and I think that was about
2: 14 minutes or thereabouts. Wow. Okay right uh that we'll, we'll throw this to to Jeff what's the lo either, either one that you've flown or, or, or been a passenger on what's the longest that you've ever been on uh,
10: I would have to be Atlanta to Birmingham Alabama about twenty two minutes I think oh well, wait a minute oh short. Sure. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow actually, I've had very short flights uh, repositioning ah. airplanes from uh, Miami to Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. that kind of thing um, just mere minutes. Um, but uh, my longest was when I was in the Air Force, and it was a double air refueling mission. And I believe we started out of Travis Air Force Base and flew all the way. To, I think we flew to uh, Korea, South Korea. And uh, it was, I don't know, remember exactly, probably about 16, 17 hours, something like that.
1: Oh, I'd be quite happy with a flight that long. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's I would good, not. Just,
10: it's- I was not happy about that
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to interrupt the uh, aviation related chat for a little while because we, we, we we've got um we we've we got jason's little girl busy waving
1: like mad apparently because oh, jason's know, daughter is uh, watching, <laughs> watching watching jason's daughter is watching you live You're, she's watching you live yeah. Jason. yeah absolutely Go, give me a wave. If everyone could wave yeah absolutely.
4: Love
2: that. <laughs> yeah okay all right then <laughs> we'll
1: all we'll all wave. yeah so there Mira. we are there, there there's carlos hey
2: mia <laughs> and then we'll get captain al to do it next yeah, hey. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously the legend that is that that is Captain Jeff as well. Give a give a give me a wave. Hey. <laughs> there we are. mad. Everybody's absolutely waving like mad. So anyway, there we go. Sorry. It's, Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, we'll oh. go back to normal. Hi Mia, great to see you. <laughs> Yay.
1: <laughs> There's Uncle Mike.
2: <Micah>. <laughs> anyway, sorry, back to the planes. <laughs> uh, back to the planes. <laughs> back to the planes. <laughs> Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, my my longest was was definitely from the UK to the Maldives, to, to the Maldives. Maldives islands. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was the longest one for me. Mm. I think yeah. the longest flight I've
2: ever been on was uh, the one that Captain Al took me on. Uh, not that, <laughs> 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 well,
6: no, but that was well, on that. That's going to change. Uh, yeah, I a few know. Months, don't, right? d- oh, don't don't get
2: me I started know. on that. It's not don't, long. It's not long. <laughs> it's not far away. I'm I'm slightly terrified, but anyway, so it's fine. It's all right. Uh, we've uh, we're we're busy trying to. Um, iron out a few of bugs as far as i'm concerned before we go so it's done,
3: uh, four and a half to ten or eight south um mm. but i'm now looking to fly to australia yeah, he is. To yeah. with, so, uh, i'm
5: going
1: to look, look after him i'm going to find make him the it a little flights. bit longer that
5: time <laughs> yeah absolutely so captain jeff on that flight to korea with the two refuelings was that uh, just you and uh and your uh your your uh, pi- other pilot or did you have a relief crew there too
10: no, we never had a really, well, I take that back. Sometimes we'd have a third pilot. Uh, in that case, we would have, because our duty day was more than 12 hours. Um, and then, of course, so it was uh, three pilots, two um, engineers, and uh, two load masters.
2: What's a what's a load wow. master? I've got to ask the question, what's a load master?
10: Well, um, because it was a cargo airplane, right. a C-141 uh, Starlifter awesome uh, with aircraft. palleted uh, cargo in the back, they yeah. are the ones that are responsible for you know, overseeing, supervising the yeah. loading and unloading of the pallets and making sure that they're tied down and properly loaded correctly, and yeah. secured and that kind of thing. Yeah. You'll have
1: to look up the C-151. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Is, um we, 141 actually. 141, oh, sorry
2: did, did we miss anyone else? I think, I think we, we got everyone oh, we, we got everyone yeah. yeah, we got everyone in
9: there Okay, on to the next story then uh, I'm guessing, Jeff, that One of the uh, the loadmasters' tasks Is to make sure that What's on the paperwork Actually matches What's on the aircraft <laughs> And no yes. one's trying to get Some extra boxes in there And that sort of thing Because <laughs> certainly Whenever we've uh, Sort of done military cargo There's all sorts of Shenanigans going on With regards to weights Of things Is that ever a problem For you guys? Or was it all fairly Straightforward?
10: Uh, as far as I know, it was all fairly straightforward, and unless there was something going on that I didn't know anything about, which is, you know, quite, uh, quite, quite a good chance of that, <laughs> quite
4: normal. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
5: was it the uh, was the loadmaster's responsibility to work on CG, or was that in conjunction with the uh, with the with the flight crew? Uh
10: you know, I don't re- I don't recall exactly whose responsibility it was. I don't remember doing any uh, weight and balance. Uh, calculations uh, when I was a pilot on it uh, we just did the uh, fuel planning and and uh, flight planning uh, aspect but uh, believe it must have been the engineer and the loadmaster working together but I could be wrong about that
9: was it a case of that when you went to taxi as long as when you moved the nose wheel steering the airplane actually went that way ie the nose wheel was still on the ground that it was okay to go
10: yeah that was our that was our check. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah. There's no big scraping noise coming from the back. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
1: So the next story moving on, uh two more left. We've got uh, the last or the last two here. The first one's on the mail online and uh, the headline it's uh, Yeah, it's another carrier that shrinks hand luggage allowances. Um, You were complaining about this airline. I was complaining about this, but not this airline. But anyway, Spirit Airlines reduces the size of free carry on bags by a quarter. So Spirit Airlines is set to introduce a new low-cost ticket with restrictions in April. Cash-strapped travelers will only be allowed one small free carry-on item. If passengers pay $26, they can take a larger item with them in the hand luggage. So Spirit Airlines, the latest U.S. carrier to reduce the size of hand luggage that passengers are permitted to bring on board for free. Flyers traveling on the low-cost airlines bear fare ticket. Uh, set to be introduced in April will see their carry-on size allowance shrink by a quarter. Under new ticket type, flyers with cabin baggage that spill over the new compact dimensions will be hit with a $100 fine. Uh, When the airline introduces the new budget ticket on the 4th of April, flyers' uh, maximum carry-on dimensions will be cut to 18 inches by 14 inches by 8 inches, according to the independent. They can however pay $26 to take a larger item of hand luggage. Uh, The Florida-based carrier follows other budget U.S. airlines in rolling out a stripped-back, cheaper ticket fare with carry-on restrictions. In last year, in December, uh, the Mail Online reported that the United Airlines is launching a basic economy ticket in March this year. Uh, Passengers who buy the basic economy ticket instead of a standard economy fare can travel with a single item of carry-on luggage, but only if it fits underneath the seat in front of them. And uh, the story carries on, but it basically... They're, they're making the size of the uh, hand luggage um, carry-ons smaller, which is okay, but a lot of, uh, which I find, a lot of online uh, companies that sell hand luggage cases um, have the uh, the actual, you know, the, the size of the cases are, are kind of a um, an all-round same size, similar size. So when you buy a case, you know you can take it on most airlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with this, obviously, you're going to, you know, your, your suitcase that, like we have now, would be too big to go on on this aircraft and one of the things that we found with uh, flying with EasyJet uh, a couple of days ago uh, was that uh, EasyJet have the thing now where if you uh, pay pay the basic ticket um, you can only take one piece of hand luggage on board, nothing else no shoulder bag or handbag Mm -hmm. or anything like that um, which is always a problem. Which for you. is always your yeah. handbag is always my handbag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> But but we, I, you've I, got I, a
9: man bag, haven't you, Carlos? Because it's it's got all of the you've got the full collection of five pound notes there, haven't you? Because when it comes to the new five pound note coming into circulation, you're going to be one of those people who can go
5: with at least four varieties to the bank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs>
5: I can hear the adverts now. Looking, shopping for a low-value airline? Well, we guarantee to be the lowest. <laughs> spirit Airlines, <laughs> we guarantee to break your spirit.
4: Oh. oh. oh that's <laughs>
2: bad.
1: Touché, well played. But <laughs> as I was saying to Matt earlier before we start the show, mm-hmm. on the way flying out from Luton Airport uh, on the Thursday morning, they couldn't care less. We got on board. I had my really? cam- camera bag plus my, uh, my cabin uh, suitcase, mini suitcase. Um, but flying back from Charles de Gaulle Airport yesterday morning um, they were adamant that I was not going to get on board uh, unless I put my uh, camera bag inside my suitcase which I had to because um, it's then, the law. Yeah, and then after I would the airwaves. After I would walked about hundred uh, meters from the, uh, the the sort of departure desk, as such, I took it back out of the case and walked on board the aircraft right. carrying it. So good. good, yeah,
2: that was that was good worthwhile. Game. Yeah. Good game, yeah, I know, <laughs> absolutely good game, as Al says. Yeah, the um the, the
9: thing with this, and I don't know if it's the same in the United States, but certainly uh, it is fairly common in uh, Europe. Is that the the low cost airlines, the likes of uh, Ryanair and EasyJet and so forth, as part of their contract with their ground handling agents, allow the ground handling agents to gain commission on any extra revenue that they can generate uh, with regards to sort of baggage, whether it be carry on or hold baggage. So if you weren't able to get your camera bag into your little wheel on suitcase. Uh, they would quite happily, you know, charge you uh, extra baggage fee or so forth, for which that particular agent would get a cut of the commission. So that's going to have an effect on how diligent they are at uh, enforcing these rules.
2: Goodness me. Has anybody, just out of interest, those all on the Skype call there, has is, is anybody else had any um, sort of bad experiences when it comes to like hand luggage? I mean, I know from my own point of view, I, I, I was, I'd been to a wedding in uh, Scotland and I had the, the responsibility of bringing back the wedding video and it was all on a hard drive and they were insisting that I had to put it in the hold and I basically out and out refused that I was not going to put this precious hard drive with all the, uh, you know, the only copy of the wedding, if you like, in, in there. Because if like, you know, not being in front of the baggage handles, if they treat it disrespectfully and, and break it, I'm, normally you mean normally it, what normally <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> and it was just and it was a real it was a real like bugbear and i'm just explaining no you know it's like, I'm a, I, I, don't, I don't mean this to sound sexist but one of the people that um who was trying to make me put it in the hold was 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 a lady and i'm literally saying to her if this was your wedding that i had on this hard drive and it got ruined how would you react you mm. know to the person that's taken this video and then says oh, i'm really sorry uh, you know your your wedding day was lovely but you can't have your video now because it was trashed do you know mm. what i mean i mean i, and I don't i don't well, like what be- i would
9: have done is i'd have put the hard disk down my pants and said to the lady <laughs> if you want it come and get
10: it family show what ladies do you think and about gentlemen,
2: my fam- hard disk no, do uh, <laughs> captain jeff i'm absolutely <laughs> horrified <laughs> it's got to be better than
1: the floppy disk i suppose oh stop
2: it family show <laughs> I had an experience
5: with uh, with, with flying back from Calgary when uh, I my actual my check bag was too heavy and uh, they said you must take uh, you know two it was two pounds maybe you must take two Mm -hmm. pounds out of your check bag and put it in your carry on and it just really really annoyed me so I did it and then. They stuck me in both bags behind a counter for a little bit while they were waiting for us to board, and I took the item back out of my carry-on and put it back in my <laughs> checked bag. Nobody knew. Nobody cared. Yeah, <laughs> true. Very true. true. I've yeah. done that
1: before myself, Micah. Oh, oh, hello. Oh. I don't know what they <laughs> I think the sound board's working overtime. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've I done a little bit of uh, research online, actually, between the two airlines here in the UK, Ryanair and EasyJet, and actually the, the, the cabin baggage um, size... Uh, which you're allowed. Actually, out of the two, EasyJet are actually the, the better ones out of the two. They they offer you slightly larger uh, dimensions for, really? your, for your cabin baggage. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Shock yeah. horror, I know. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> no, but no, uh,
9: I'm guessing Jeff will relate to this. One of the problems that we all face with the the I suppose the the economics that we've created, whereby the airlines have really said that from a Commercial point of view, they'd like people to take uh, their baggage on board because it, it means that it can turn the aeroplanes around quicker because we're not having to, to load and unload hold baggage. Mm. So, therefore, you know, people are bringing more and more hand baggage. Is that we just simply don't have enough overhead locker space for all of these bags? Yeah, so they end up quite often getting offloaded on a busy flight. Yeah, um, uh, but you know, it, it is it's kind of the, the way of the world but uh, yeah I think uh, for a while EasyJet had a policy of no limit on hand baggage uh, which is no fine limit. but of course it's not all going to fit into the space that's available.
1: Yeah they have, they have no weight limit Al for the hand luggage uh, with EasyJet there's, uh, there's no weight limit there's obviously a size limit for your hand luggage but like I said unless you buy an economy plus ticket um, you can't take anything except one item uh, in the cabin. Um, both of our cases, which, of which did get put in a hold on the way out too, uh, yeah, when we right. left looting, yeah, there wasn't enough uh, space. in I the think you should bins. test
9: that out, guys. So they've got no weight limit for that oh,
1: baggage no. no, they haven't. <laughs> no. There's... Okay.
9: So what I suggest you do is you, you get a wheelie bi- uh, wheelie bag. <laughs> And uh, you fill it with lead, and you test them out on that. <laughs> so you take a whole, you know, 180 kilos of of, of wheel lead. on board, and see
2: see how they like it. I think you've got to be able to lift it. That's that the thing. It's I mean, so that's going to be the problem. Yeah, because I, I can think of only one person, certainly in this studio right now, that, thing, that might know, be capable I mean, of lifting Carlos
9: it. Is a yeah, fine figure of a man, he'll be able to lift 180 kilos dead weight. Yeah. No problem. I, th- I think Jason <laughs> would be all
2: right. Yeah, yeah he'd man. be all right lifting that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, no, I just <laughs> I think I'd struggle with that somehow. Oh
1: dear. <sighs> so the last story's left for you, Matt. Is oh. it? Oh what you you want yeah. me to do some work? No, oh, yeah, you um. got to, yeah.
2: Have I I not done enough? (laughs) Right, okay. So this is the Mail Online, is that correct?
1: That is, certainly. And
2: it's uh, how to upgrade your flight and make it cheaper than economy tickets. Genius hidden city ticketing hack has been revealed. It sounds mad. I'm going to try this. Yeah, it sounds mad, but it's possible, apparently. An airfare hack that will save you a fortune, providing you miss a connecting flight. Well, that sounds a bit risky. Mm. Uh, known as hidden city ticketing, the track the trick works by booking a flight to a destination where you where, where your intended city is a layover rather than the final stop. Uh, by not taking the last leg of your flight. You can, you can fly from London to Los Angeles, for example, in a premium economy for £515 return. When a standard economy flight booked, the traditional way costs £539. So it's not a huge saving, let's be honest. Um, but um, all you need to do for the plan to work is get yourself from London to Stockholm one way, which only costs £29 with Monarch. Uh, explained here in full by travel expert Gilbert Old, the man behind God Save the Point, the hidden city hack does come with its uh, uh, with its issues. You can't check in luggage, for example, but you could save a load of cash. Uh, Hidden city ticketing is an opportunity to save money on flight prices by booking travel via a city you don't want to visit, which for whatever reason is pricing out cheaper than the place that you really want to visit, Mr. Ott explains. For example, booking a flight from London to LAX in Economy uh, class uh, with Air New Zealand currently costs £539 in Economy class. However, flying from Sweden to Lax with British Airways in Premium Economy only costs 486 You only need to find a cheap one-way flight to get you from London to Sweden. There is currently one for £29 with Monarch Airways, bringing the total to £515. The return flight stops at London Heathrow for a layover before its final leg back to Sweden, this being the flight you would normally, sorry, this, this being the flight that you would miss intentionally. If you are booking to fly business class, the savings multiply even more. Flying from London to Rio in business class currently costs £2,052, <laughs> but if you get yourself to Brussels and fly from there instead, it costs only £1,263. <laughs> Hidden city ticketing is not illegal, Mr. Ott explains, and he advises passengers not to inform the airline you'll be missing out on the final leg. I can't imagine why you'd want to do that. Uh, it's impossible for an airline to know why you've missed a flight or prove that you intended to, and therefore it's a grey area with far more than 50 shades. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all of which you can get away with uh, if you play it right, he says. No, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I mean, I do. I do agree. There's a real issue there. If you if you're going business class and it's two thousand and fifty two pounds, but if you if you get yourself to Brussels and then go from there, it's only one thousand two hundred sixty three pounds. I mean, that's that's like a, sort of like a seven hundred and fifty pounds saving for goodness sake. It's a lot of money. Lot that of is money. crazy. That is crazy. I don't know how how does everybody else feel about the, that.
9: The only difficulty, yeah, the only difficulty with this is that it is very much limited to those people, funnily enough, who can only take uh, hand baggage because there's no way that your suitcase is going to to make it on that basis. So it is a hand baggage travel only arrangement.
4: Okay.
6: Right, which would make it for a long haul trip, not that practical for most people. If you're going to go long haul, they're usually going to have a checked baggage, unless they want to buy all their clothes. A destination, or keep washing their clothes, or just well, wear dirty clothes.
2: I don't know if the, if, if the UK if the UK um, prices are anything to go by, it probably would be cheaper for you to buy all your clothes while you were in the states. For example, I mean, I, I've got loads of friends who literally go over to the states once a year to buy, you know, name brand jeans and things like that because it costs them nowhere near as much. I've done that. Uh, no, <laughs> no, literally to do that, <laughs> and, then, and then you just bring them home with you, and while you're there, you go to Vegas and hopefully win everything back. <laughs> but, uh, which I didn't. Which you didn't. No, right? I didn't do okay, that. No. Good.
5: You know, although right, the so Matt, mail is—I'm sorry, go ahead.
6: Oh, I was going to say, Matt. So in that in that example, it, it, this wouldn't work because those people are going to probably have checked baggage, right? Uh, one point. All in, the clothes oh, that they buy.
2: You see, yeah. All right. Oh, There's right. always a flaw in my logic, isn't there? <laughs> there. No, no, no. It just,
6: this sometimes looks like it's more trouble than it's worth. But yeah. I guess that. you got to do the math.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I was
5: going to say, although the Daily Mail is just you know reporting this right now, this story comes up every so often and uh, and it's not new at all in fact back mm. before the days of the internet i used to subscribe to a magazine that was basically based on hidden cities of I an mean, airline travel magazine that would let you know about it but you know the airlines can't penalize you if they find out that you're doing it and for example you booked a return trip one way or another they can cancel the return on you mm. uh it, it's not against the
2: law as was stated in there but it is definitely against many airline policies get airline mm. policy yeah well, I suppose if you're trying if you're trying to get home from somewhere, mm-hmm. the one thing you don't want to do is upset the airline you're flying with. I suppose so. It's a, a risky game. It's a risky game.
1: So that is where we're going to bring then the uh, well the the news segment the news, of yeah. the show to a close. Uh, we've had uh, we had a bit of uh, we had an email from uh, Don Sebastian. Those of you mm. who listened to uh, I think that was our last last episode, last, last episode. Yeah. yeah. Don four nine, yeah. The pre-buy guy we had uh, done on the show, and um, obviously because that was his kind of first live show with us, mm. he'd been joined us live, mm. and he just uh, sent us an email to uh, to clarify a couple of bits he uh, points he made on the show, which uh, he got wrong, but he just wanted to say that. Uh, that uh, he did uh, three hawker jets Uh, one was an energy company one was um, uh, from a carrier but the hawker 800 from canada was uh, lennox air conditioning and he just asked us to announce the correction on the show so there we go don no worries. We uh, we uh, we don't we don't we make mistakes all the time on the show, so it really doesn't really matter. i
2: never get it right. <laughs> but that was
1: on one four nine. Yeah, uh, indeed. But, uh, thanks again for Don Sebastian for yep. joining
2: us on that That's show. Wonderful. Yeah. Right, we're going to play a little bit of uh, video feedback now. It's only very short, but uh, and I think he's actually video feedback us, some video feedback, and I think he's actually in the chat room at the moment. So uh, so we'll play that. And this, I believe, is coming from uh, it's Malaga, isn't it? I think that, that Malaga this is coming from so in uh, Spain. So take it away, Owen.
11: Hi there PTUK, UK, it's your
3: friendly client attendant Owen coming to you from Malaga today and just want to say massive congratulations on your 150th episode. Here's to the next 150. Thank you very much for putting out some amazing content each and every week. I am just about to get started on a four sector day today. We're going to Ibiza and then back and then to Cork and back. So I need to get checked in, ready to go, and I uh, hope you have an amazing show, and see you guys soon.
2: Aw, oh, thanks, oh, Owen. thanks, Owen. That's very kind of me. He's, yeah. always- he's, he's actually at work at the moment. He's, I think he's just doing a, a brief layover at the moment. He, I think there's an hour before he, he goes off to his next destination. He's, the, the list he gave me of where he's going today is like... like he's, Harpjet you know? keep him busy. They do, certainly do keep mm, him very busy, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Um, right,
9: what I think do? he'll probably be turning around in much less time than an hour. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, he's
7: uh, he's fine to mm. cork later on, and he's got a twenty-five-minute turnaround as well. Oh, at cork which seems pretty quick.
2: Yeah, to to clean up after after the you know the cattle, for want of a better word. <laughs> so, okay. I
9: remember being at Cork some years ago on a flight and. Uh, there's, there's no air bridges or anything at Cork, it's just an apron, <laughs> and uh, we were just uh, sitting on the aircraft, uh, just on the turnaround, waiting for, for the, the passengers to arrive, and I looked out the window and I could see all of these people running, and I thought, goodness me, goodness me, is the terminal on fire, and they were sprinting across to the aeroplane, and this, this chap got to the top of the stairs, and, and he was out of breath, I said, there's, there's no rush, no rush, and he said, I just wanted to make sure I got a seat. Right. Okay. I thought you were going to... Quite I'll, clearly... Do, do you get to stand up a lot? Quite clearly hadn't worked out that there wasn't any standing available <laughs> on this flight, and <laughs> the, that everybody had a seat, but it, 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 was, it was very much a case of, yeah, I want to make sure I get a seat.
2: Well, and I think that is a, a concern with the low-cost modern-day worry. Um.
1: <laughs> well, it's been brought up enough times by Michael O'Leary that he wants to have standing, standing uh, only standing yeah. on the, yeah. on his jets. But Can't be good for the knees on landing. But,
9: <laughs> yeah, I do think it might be quite good fun next time we went there to uh, have one set of stairs on the left-hand side of the aircraft, as they would be normally, and then open the door on the opposite side and have another set of stairs, and see if we could actually just get people to run up the stairs into the aeroplane, out of the aeroplane, down the stairs, and back out onto the tarmac, <laughs> and see whether that would confuse
4: the I front.
10: guarantee you'd have some that would do that. Yeah, yeah, without question, absolutely. Oh, yes.
9: <laughs> we, we've had passengers try to get onto the catering wagon doing exactly that, whilst they're, <laughs> whilst they're boarding and catering No, no, get off the catering truck, please, please. <laughs> you just have to wait and pay for the food, you just and help yourself. You were just <laughs> jealous,
1: Al, because I yeah. beat you to it. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, I have my own catering truck. I was <laughs> going to yeah. say, you yeah. probably yeah. <laughs> have the <you're> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs>
2: Oh dear, okay, it's uh, we're going to do. We're gonna uh, welcome our resident pilot now. Mm. Uh, he's uh, got a little, uh, it's not a, not a very long segment for us, and I think it's about, is it C-150s? Did I read that right in the email? I can't remember, so apologies if I've just announced that incorrectly. He, he um, sent it in just before we start. Yeah, we? literally, so we haven't had a chance to listen to it much. So this, ladies and gentlemen, for those of us who are all, uh, who are all here, uh, we're going to turn the tellies up, or turn your speakers up. We've got about five minutes to enjoy while we all recharge our glasses. So let's welcome the legend that is... Pilot Pip.
0: Plane safety from the flight deck with Pilot Pip.
11: Hi everyone, it's Pip here with another safety from the flight deck segment. But first of all, I have to say congratulations and well done to the guys, to Carlos, particularly to Matt for reaching 150 episodes of the Plane Talking UK podcast. It takes a huge amount of effort To produce a podcast each week to research the stories to organize the gear it really is an arduous task to do each week so congratulations guys looking forward to the next 150 episodes so for this segment i have a very important safety tip for you all and one that you've probably not really thought about before and certainly one that you think doesn't really need stating so here's my safety tip do not i repeat do not eat your aeroplane what do not eat your aeroplane now you would think that's pretty damn obvious why on earth would you eat an airplane well i wouldn't have thought it needs stating either but apparently it does now when i was thinking about what i might say for this episode i was thinking 150 uh cessna 150 so i googled cessna 150 to see if there's anything particularly interesting about it And indeed there is. I came across the story of a man calling himself Monsieur Mangetou, who ate a Cessna 150. That's right, folks, he ate an entire Cessna 150. And I thought, well, what a damn odd thing to do. Now, I hope no one else out there is thinking about eating a Cessna 150. Now the Cessna 150 is probably the most successful training aircraft ever built, I'm sure Carlos is very familiar with it, a two-seat trainer, very forgiving, very simple aeroplane, and by far the most popular basic trainer ever produced. But among its many accolades, one of them is not its great taste. So what's this story all about? Well. His real name was Michael Lotito, but he went by the name of Monsieur Mongetou, which in French means Mr. Eat-All. And he was a French entertainer, born in Grenoble. He was famous for consuming and eating unusual objects made of unusual materials, metal, glass, rubber, and other materials. It didn't matter. He ate them. He disassembled, cut up, and consumed bicycles, televisions, and an entire Cessna 150. Now, quite how he managed it, I don't know if he kind of cooked it up in a stew or a casserole or ate it raw, perhaps with a bit of seasoning. I don't think it even really matters. But apparently it took him two years to eat this Cessna from 1978 to 1980. And he claims to suffer no ill effects from consuming these bizarre materials and objects. And even after consuming materials usually considered poisonous. He would generally eat around 2.2 pounds or one kilo of material each day, although a Cessna 150 only weighs about 500 kilos, so he was able to relax a little bit. He only needed to get through about three quarters of a kilo of Cessna 150 a day. Rather bizarrely, he said that bananas and hard-boiled eggs made him sick, and it's estimated that between 1959 and 1997, Monsieur Monge II had eaten nearly nine tons of metal. So the way he ate this Cessna 150 was to break it down into smaller pieces, and then he drank mineral oil and water while swallowing the metal bits. This acted as a lubricant to help the metal slide down his throat. And he also had no problems passing, shall we say, his unusual diet. Amongst the other things that he digested were 18 bicycles, fifteen shopping carts, seven televisions, six chandeliers, two beds, one pair of skis, one coffin, one computer, 12 teaspoons and one entire Cessna 150 aircraft. So next time you're on your airplane here's some do's and don'ts. Do read the safety card. Do have your seatbelt fastened. Do listen to the flight safety announcements. Do not And I'll say that just one more time so we're all on the same page here. Do not proceed to eat your aeroplane. For the 150th episode of the Plane Talking UK podcast, this is Pilot Pip handing it back to the boys in the studio. Over to you, Matt and Carlos and assorted guests. Have a great show.
1: Up a bit. (laughs) <laughs> I feel hungry now. after listening to listen to that. I'm starving. I, I could, I could eat a. Well, Horse? I don't think. I, no. no, no,
2: not what. Ho- no, you'd have to go to Tesco for that, don't you? Horses.
1: Oh, I'm feeling a bit <laughs> peckish. I think i would go for a one seven two. Uh, what? Oh, mm. you're talking about
2: Cessnas again, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, I
1: fine. wonder
5: if TSA would uh, allow him, you know, on the aircraft because you know there's a danger there's a terrorist he might just eat it and destroy it in flight.
2: <laughs> yes, there is always that high risk. Uh, oh no! I don't
1: think I'd ever wish to eat an aircraft. I, mean, I love air, I love aircraft, I love flying, but you know, the, 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 I don't think I'd want to eat. Anyway, this is officially the weirdest conversation we've ever had.
2: Um, okay, mm. next. Uh,
1: <laughs> ask who should ask Al really? I mean, Al's the aficionado yep. of all things. Um, Edible. Based. Yeah, would, would you would you ever consider... Well,
9: yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Monsieur Monge too would probably eat the TSA agent if you challenged him, so that would, that would pay to that, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh,
4: dear. OK.
2: All uh, right, well, we're going to play... So it. are
10: cute, I could just eat you up.
2: <laughs> that
5: would be the same. And, and doesn't Captain Nick refer to his Airbus as a French lady? There, there There's a joke there someplace.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh probably.
5: <laughs>
2: Okay. Before we all end up in trouble, then I think what we're going to do now we've got uh, we've got a lovely little thing from the legend that is Ooh, Captain Nick. Yeah, so brace yourselves, everyone. <laughs> Settle in. It's time to wake. Welcome the old curmudgeon himself.
12: Well, hi there, Matt and Carlos, it's the old pilot here to bring you good wishes and congratulations for reaching your Charlie Lima show. Charlie Lima, you ask? Well, the letters CL stand for lots of things. Centerline. Something we all seek on landing, and I'll pat ourselves on the back when the nose wheel is lowered onto the centerline lights with a satisfying dum-dum-dum-dum-dee-dum-dum-dum. Checklist. That's sometimes tedious, but ever necessary, and a list of essential actions that we must complete to prevent embarrassment, or perhaps much worse. Cloud, be it wispy cirrus, the bubbly, fair-weather cumulus, or the threatening cumulonimbus. Clutch, not many aircraft with one of those, but the Tornado certainly had one. The cross-drive clutch that kept both gearboxes running following an engine failure. Club lounge, or other luxurious retreat, to take us away from the hoi polloi the great unwashed, the cattle, those down the back, etc. So that for a short time we can pretend that modern air travel is not the sausage machine it sometimes seems like. What has that got to do with your special show? Well, Charlie Lima, CL, in Roman numerals, stands for one hundred and fifty. And this is the wonderful milestone that you guys have achieved. Week after week, you give us a wonderful show full of dedicated research, humor, wit, and the occasional amusing, knowledgeable, or fascinating guest. We all love you guys and want to thank you all for everything you have done to entertain, inform, and brighten up our dreary weekends. Long may your show continue. And thank you so very much.
1: gone from feeling hungry into feeling like I'm in holiday mode. Yeah, absolutely. Can't beat a Latin vibe, oh. can you? Yeah, absolutely. Lovely, awesome bit of feedback there. Oh, thank you yeah. very much to uh, to Captain Nick, yeah. the old doc pilot there. Great um, fun that was. I know. Yeah, I know thank you I know. very much. You must be so proud to have him on your team, Jeff. Yes, so proud.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
10: <laughs> I was thinking uh, CL uh, stands for
1: uh, Cuckoo logo. Yeah, happened
4: <laughs> <Yeah>, there. absolutely. <laughs> well, oh, well, there we are. I like
1: and that. <laughs> that was good. That was. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So, uh, thank you again uh, for that, Nick. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. And of course, thank you very much for, for to Barbara at the top of the
2: show with yeah. with her yeah, feedback. Thanks and thanks to Barbara. Uh, yeah. And thanks to uh, to Owen as well for his little video message.
1: Ah, so we're going to start to wrap things up. Then is mm. there any uh, any any comments or anything anyone in the uh, in our Skype? Nick, Nick says he's watching here, boss. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So, anything? Uh, anything? Anything? Our Skype guests this, today would like to, uh, to like to say anything any any questions anything at well, all the
4: the
9: the pork cracklings coming along nicely downstairs i understand so right. good news good so that will be uh,
5: occupying my afternoon after <laughs> work way way through half a pig can't be that <laughs> and what i was going to say and I didn't send you any feedback about this, about the sesquicentennial episode, because I'm, I'm going to wait till 200 to try to write something. But what I do want to say is that you have a very, very special show, you guys. Uh, it's really um, unique and it's really wonderful, uh, as they all are. Uh, that, that all the pod, aviation podcasts that I listen to in this family of podcasts. But what you have that is so special. That I guess needs to be said is your show, PT UK, Plain Talking UK, is what in Yiddish would be called hamisha, and what that means is is family-like. It's uh, it, it feels like home. It, it's it's a home setting when you when you have someone over to your home instead of taking them out to dinner. It, it's it's hamisha. It's the kind of thing that you do for family, and being able to be a Part of the show in the chat room, or just listening to it, you feel like you're a part of the family. I'm in your kitchen, Carlos, and and, and I'm there with you and Matt, and you guys could be brothers. And uh, and I'm there, and I but. can see Gemma, and yeah. uh, and and who is you know part of the family, and I feel like I'm part of the family, and it's a very special, wonderful show. And congratulations on 150 episodes.
2: oh Thank you very much, Michael. Although I have to say, and I, I said this in our Christmas show, I, t- uh, I take no responsibility or blame for us. This entire nightmare where I have to give up at least several hours of one day a week is basically down to Captain Jeff. So, uh, you know, thanks to him for that, not... Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, to be fair, the, I mean, the, the whole ethos behind it is because, I mean, I, I, I nothing in comparison to what we what Jeff is used to, I'm sure. But I was looking at the download figures today and we're, we're so close to hitting 100,000 downloads which is absolutely which is what terrifying Jeff, which is what Jeff, Jeff gets does per episode, per episode. yes yeah. I know but for us it's, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really quite exciting and you just sort of think you know I can't believe people listen to this every single I week know. I mean it's just it's just lovely but well, I mean we we do it and that's why we wanted to try and include as many listeners who who were who were up for coming on yeah. Yeah. live is because this would literally be nothing without the people that listen to it either in in download form or join us I mean we get so many people who watch it on YouTube now live when we're doing it which mm. is just great or they mm. um you know we often have sort of 20 or 30 people watching it live when we do it a hundred odd people will usually watch it after the show yeah. you know loads of downloads I and it's just you know it is the show is literally driven by a bit by our wonderful listeners and um you know really uh to be all uh, not wanting to sort of you know make his head swell too much but i mean that ethos has been very much well nicked frankly from from captain jeff i mean it's just uh, and and again with apg they're so inclusive uh, mm. and um you know the uh, it's one of those i'm desperately trying to get some kind of nice allegiance with the old airplane geeks as well we're working on that one yeah that's mike
1: mike is our link there
2: yeah so i'm surprised you guys don't do a live show is that just like well, I'm just a
5: correspondent with the Airplane Geeks, yeah. but uh, the Airplane Geeks uh, really, you know, when Max uh, put it together so many years ago, he looked at it as just a podcast, and that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, uh, no, not that's all, fair all it is. That's yeah. what it is. It's, it, it, you know, what's so amazing about, and I'm going to say our group of podcasts, because I think we are a group of podcasts. Can yeah. no, we I'll, I'll, say, I'll Jeff? You know, Max. Yes. Yeah. You know, that each podcast is completely and totally unique from each other podcast mm. but each of them do fit together as a group and and offer completely different takes and can completely different styles and completely different feelings all of them really want really terrific
2: well and it, it is a it is a a family isn't it that, that that's the best way to describe it it's just been so nice to sort of uh, and and uh, farmbra again and I, I know we i know we keep saying this and i know we said this in the christmas show as well but like Farnborough was just so wonderful to actually meet all these amazing people that, we'll be doing uh, it again in may well this is it yeah doing hmm? it again it, again in may and uh, you know we as i say it's uh, you know and it is spearheaded there's no two ways about it, it has been spearheaded by the legend that is captain jeff so uh, Thank you very much Jeff for allowing us to sort of, you know, be part of your little family, really.
10: I have not done a thing, but thank you. Um <laughs> and all I can say is it's just uh, great to be in this great family as you uh, described it. I couldn't uh, couldn't say it any better, Matt. And uh for you, Matt and Carlos. I think
4: I love you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, that's enough back back patting. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's time to. Uh, so, Jason, you you, uh, you obviously you oh. listen to the show each week. I do. And uh, where do you download? Do you, where do you download your iTunes? iTunes your yeah, iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. Okay, yeah. you're an iTunes yeah. man. Okay, yeah, okay. iTunes
3: man. Get them all lined up. I caught right up now. You caught up here, yeah. yeah, he, like yeah. fully done. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the 150th. So I'm yeah, well, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You probably
2: ought to
1: have a listen to that yeah. one. Yeah, so I, do, I actually do. use Jason at work as a, as a mm. kind of sort of benchmark. You I go and see Jason. I say, "Look, how was this week's episode?" Yeah. Then? And he goes, "Well, you know." Uh, a, yeah, I only nodded off twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about the podcast is, you know, I'm not I'm not massive, I'm not massively into planes and yeah. a, aviation. But I do like the how everyone does seem like a big family. Yeah. And everyone has what I like about it is everyone has their own bit. Owl say have his own <laughs> bit and yeah. Pip has his <laughs> As is, Al,
2: Al, Al is his own entity,
3: what I, what really. I do have to say, as Carl knows... <laughs> well, I...
9: yes, I mean, to, to quote my wife, she says, well, I suppose at least it keeps you off the streets, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah, me?" yeah, laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> keeps you under control in a weird kind of way. Yes, it's just... <laughs>
1: yeah. What are you going to say, Jase? She knows I was... where I am. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I was just going to say my favourite part, I have to say, is uh, Micah's stories. Yeah! Oh, yeah.
1: you have a big fan here, Micah.
3: Uh, oh, sadly, oh, sadly, oh, sadly... Thank I've, you, Jason I, I am a little bit... <laughs> Yeah. No, little we we little all, little all want to
2: adopt um Micah as our granddad. That's that's you know it's yeah. you know he's And I don't mean that in a horrible way. Uh, you know, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> says, Please make it uncle. Please, yeah. you know. Yeah, a nice uncle, uncle Micah. Yeah, yeah uncle exactly. Micah. Yeah, that's the way forward. So Dave,
1: Dave, over across there across the pond there. How um any any big plans for you coming up this
6: week? Yeah, no, just uh just a couple things. Uh, first I want to say uh thanks for having this podcast with all of us uh, invited to participate because it has been a it's been a pleasure you know maybe i've been a little quiet because i don't want to interject too much but it's been so much fun and uh, you know i know most of you via podcast. just just a great time and then uh, tonight in the u.s it's uh, well, it's a Super Bowl, so that's a pretty well, good event. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah, I should
2: yeah. be watching that. Don't you worry about that. I can't wait. The I'm UK not... will be watching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right
1: so, who are you? Uh, who are you? Uh, for? Who are you for then, Dave?
6: Oh, uh, I, I'm pretty indifferent. So right. Okay. I just wait like to watch the game. Come
1: on, who do you
2: want so, to win? Come on, you got to pick someone.
6: <laughs> is there? Is yeah. there an
2: underdog? I don't. Oh, re-
6: I think that the Falcons are a little bit of the underdog, but. Uh, I don't know. The Patriots have just been such a, a force to be reckoned with so Ooh. many years now. So I, I still think they're they're going to win. But yeah, you never know.
2: You never know. Oh dear. And, go uh, Beavers, go!
5: And <laughs> Philip, here's here's a very important oh. question. Wait a go minute on, for, for
2: for David and
5: and for Nick because you know what the Super Bowl is all about. Actually, is food. What's what's on the menu for tonight for right. you guys?
3: <laughs> food is massive. Is it? I'm sorry it and is for Je- and for
5: and for Jeff, Jeff yeah. and David.
6: David. Oh, yeah, I'll just, just go to my brother's house and whatever he's got served, uh, <laughs> that'll be it. It's usually, uh, I don't go hungry by any means. So, oh, good, uh, good, uh, good, man. Yeah. I, I don't know yet.
1: <laughs> so, Philip, any words uh, from you?
7: Yeah, no, again, we'd just like to say thank you for your efforts, you know, all your hard work that you put into the show. We all appreciate it. And the same goes for Jeff and everybody else as mm. well. You know, like I say, the community, again, it's, it's the group, mm. you know, that makes it, uh, you know, even more special. Yeah. Not that it's special enough, but, uh, you know, like I say, the, it's the community and that as well. well so I, I think it's great to the chat and, and, you know, join in with other people. I'm mm. in the learning curve. I've only been into aviation for five years, mm. and I'm learning a lot from the different podcasts. And uh, I'm just a simple spotter, so uh, I'm learning think, lots of new things.
2: Absolutely and, nothing wrong with that at all. And actually, I think uh, one of the things that... Short, um, all of you. So. I think one of the things that Micah's uh, put it best, I think, is the fact that when we all met up at Farnborough, that was the strange thing, wasn't it? We felt like we knew each other already, yeah. even yeah. though we'd never physically met yeah. before. I mean, it was Trends just... Friends
1: that we didn't know. Yeah, right. literally that, so, you know,
2: you know, it's uh, it's it's one of those things.
1: So, should any words? Uh, actually, sure. while you're there, you can... Uh, oh, he's got plugging. Yeah, yeah, give us a quick uh, promo for your uh, meetup that's coming up soon, mm. uh
8: Sure. Um... On Saturday, the 18th, um, we will be meeting uh, at uh, Lelystad at the Aviodrome Aviation Museum. And uh, well, everyone is uh, invited to join. If you have a means to travel to Lelystad, uh, there's a a small airport there. It's uh, Echo Hotel, Echo Lima or Lima Lima Echo, I'm not sure. But you can fly in if you like. And I think we'll uh, meet up at uh, Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam. Uh, because uh, Nev is uh, coming over, and I think uh, Tillman from Germany is coming over as well. And then we uh, take the train and the bus uh, to Lelystad And um, okay, I see in the chat room that Myla says uh, Echo Hotel Lima Echo. Oh, okay. Well done, Myla. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Myla. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, the more the merrier, and everyone is invited.
2: No, there it's great. Go. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. And, and, and I, I trust um, you'll be uh, recording lots of video and, and audio for, for us and Jeff, etc.
8: Uh, sure. We will do some audio and uh, maybe some uh, improvised video as well. But uh, uh-huh. I'm not saying it will be as uh, professional as uh, last time at uh, Schiphol Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will certainly record something for you guys. Cool,
2: lovely. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll liaise a bit closer. Can we to get it.
9: some live uh, video down st- downstreaming from uh, downtown Amsterdam, by any chance? No, we show?
2: can't. Shush. <laughs> sure, sure. Silence. Immediately. Okay. Moving <laughs> anyway, on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> not going to uh,
8: do uh, downtown
2: Amsterdam. We're not going to do the certain districts. No, absolutely. you leave very like re- it's going <sighs> to be a lot of fun, you, though. You, sure. you
1: leave very relaxed. Yep. Let's leave it at that and move on. Uh, <laughs> any any last words from uh, from you, Captain? Am I making Al? you nervous again, Matt? Yes. Very nervous. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Oh, that, thanks. Brown Brown trousers. For yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Where's the mute
4: button? <laughs> 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 yeah,
8: I have some uh, some last words. Uh, okay, of course, sure, yes, sure. You try, yes, you try you try to uh, downplay your role in uh, the the family thing, but um, well, I'm not uh, uh, not really okay with that. Uh, I think if you guys stopped uh, podcasting and uh, Captain Jeff and the uh, APG crew, then I think uh, the family uh, wouldn't last long. So. You always need a few people to uh, to start things and to keep going and to motivate others. So, um, I don't like the downplaying thing. It's uh, Thank you very much.
4: Uh, well done. Mm. Thank
8: science.
10: you, thank you sir. Yeah. 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 Thank and you. your mom and I have to talk to you about something. Oh.
4: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm getting worried. Yeah. I
9: think it's probably fair to say it's a very British thing to downplay our part, isn't it? We're, oh, we're sort of modest yeah, as a race. But, course, but uh, I mean, what you just said there is, is absolutely correct. This whole sort of thing—I mean, it, it is a it is a family. It's a, a growing family, um, but it is a very close-knit community, and, and that, that manifests itself in all sorts of ways. And and there is no doubt to me. That plane talking uk has really come into its own in the last sort of year or so uh, and has grown to be very much uh, an integral part of the aviation podcasting and video casting if that's the right uh, phrase
2: yeah that i mean that's the one thing that i, I think that, that was the hardest thing to do if you like was doing the the whole uh... The video signer thing and and there's no two ways of i mean we've learned a lot over the last year as you say i mean if you i was watching back one of our first youtube shows that we did and it was just it was horrific doesn't even cover it really <laughs> i think we were, I think we we're about an hour late starting So not, some things haven't changed we we're about an hour yeah. late starting but uh, you know, it's um, you know, and I, I I hate the fact that you watch Jeff do it on YouTube. I still hate you for it. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Jeff,
1: Jeff. You've just got so much to answer for, yeah, Jeff. You absolutely, have. yeah, yeah. It's this is <sighs> it. It's so, uh, so that's it. Uh, I it's think...
10: like so bittersweet for me because uh, I, I feel some some adulation, adulation, and I feel some uh, hatred. Yeah, some negative <laughs> stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. well, know what to do with this?
2: No, no, no. It's it's it's. I mean, we do try and do it. We I mean, we, we try and do it sort of differently to yourself. I mean, Cause you use Hangouts, and, uh, and the reason, one of the reasons why we don't use Hangouts, and I know I've said this before, but cause, because Carlos and I are in the same room, Hangouts just wouldn't work. You know, it's it's one of those, it's mm. one of those things. And then, of course, if we try and to, because I was toying with the idea of using Hangouts for this, but then it's like, how do we get? Me and Carlos into it on the. Oh, it's just a yep. it's just such a. a, a it's oh, we a could good.
1: always go back and, and have a go with Blab, Jeff.
2: Oh dear, good old <laughs> Blab. Blab, <laughs> what?
4: I don't think that would go very well. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay,
2: I'll tell you what. Blab was great. The chat room, element to it was great, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it was just, it just wasn't very stable. It was very stable, I suppose. No, that was the issue, wasn't no. it? No. Anyway, yeah,
10: they have gone a completely different direction now. I think as well. Have so. they? Yeah.
2: Mm. So we're gonna. I must admit the
9: uh, the emoticons on the YouTube uh, chat room do look as if they've melted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, oh,
2: that's that, 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 That's just Google. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just got
4: Google.
1: Another, yeah absolutely. So we're gonna. Well, obviously we're gonna wrap things up now and we close are. the show. But uh, don't forget, for those of you guys and girls listening, uh, we are gonna be going to obviously meet most of the people in the chat yep. room. Uh, in Pittsburgh in May, mm. uh, which will be flying out to for uh, the Wings of a Pittsburgh Air Show, which we're all looking yeah, forward to very much. So, very yeah? much so. Can't wait. And uh, we're gonna have to think what we're gonna do for our two hundredth show. Matt. Yeah, we've got a year before we have to worry have about that. We've got a that. year. Well, yeah, yeah. it's f- fifty odd episodes, yeah. isn't it? Right, so is it's that? you know, there's fifty
2: two weeks yeah. in a year, yeah. Carlos. Uh, you <laughs> you and we've got a little bit of time to <laughs> plan for that then. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's fine, So, so to be fair, it's going to be in January. It's going to be January next year, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it would be. It's going to be January next year.
1: Yeah,
9: absolutely, awesome. So there we are. Okay, guys, I'm going to have to to leave the room. I've just been told that uh, dinner is now on Um, the table. um, So, uh, um, excellent um, work to get this far, and I'm sorry that I've got to leave the party early. But I thought I'd leave the party before it got messy.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
9: (laughs) So yeah, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for joining us, Captain Al.
2: It's been lovely to have you on board this
1: afternoon. Yeah.
2: And in fact, that's where we wrap everything up, guys. Thank you so much for yeah. uh, for being a part of it. Thank you to everyone who's in the chat room um, and uh, everybody who's on uh, on Skype as well. Everybody on Skype, give us a quick wave. Bye. There here we go. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye everyone. Bye
8: everyone. Bye now.
2: Say goodbye,
1: Jason. Bye now. Uh, say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. Carlos, say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, so that is where we're going to bring episode 150 to a close. Don't forget to catch us on Facebook to find out when we're going to be broadcasting next week. Yep. And, uh, yeah, thanks again to everyone in the chat room who's joined us today. Uh, it's been a fantastic lot, as always. It's been
2: good fun. That's
1: it. Episode 150 is in the bag, as it were, from all of us here. Let's
2: say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.